Welcome in, ladies and germs, to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 182 starts right now. In sports, we have plenty, plenty to get into. It's one of the biggest months of sports to watch. We are in April now, but March gave us a outstanding NCAA March Madness tournament. We have NASCAR going to review the Coda race, Richmond race, and preview the Bristol Dirt Race this Easter Sunday and the race at Martinsville. MLB opening day was a few days ago, so we have that to get into. And the NBA and NHL regular seasons end next week, so there's plenty of playoff talk to be had as well. And over in comics, we have plenty to get into over the last two weeks. I will say that one of the books that I review is hands down automatically top five of 2023. Can't wait to get into that with you. And we have plenty of news in Harry Potter. We talk about Blue Beetle and Secret Invasion trailer. And Jonathan Majors, although it's old news, he is in a world of trouble. So sit back and relax to issue 182 of your favorite ongoing series that collides the worlds of sports and comics each and every week. The Comic Bookies podcast. Let's go. And welcome back, everybody, to a victory Monday here on the Comic Bookies podcast. We have plenty of victories to get into. Um, Kyle Larson wins at Richmond Raceway. Mark does not lose a bet since the Elite Eight. I'm so excited to get into it. But episode 182 of the Comic Bookies podcast starts now. We are brought to you by our generous sponsor, Alex, and Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. He is open Wednesday Friday and Saturday of every single week, although he just announced he is not open uh, the Saturday for new, for free comic book day on May 6th. But you can catch him in Fremont, um, you know, to, uh, actually Wednesday, the 5th of April is new comic book day. So wherever you live in the United States, around the world, go and support your local business, go and support co- local comic book stores and get those books and do some reading and follow along with us. Because whether it's this week or two years ago, uh, you can always go back and listen to an old uh, issue of the Comic Bookies podcast and get some good reviews for some new and old books that you should be picking up. Speaking of two years ago or a year ago or whatever, I would like to say and congratulate my two cohorts cohorts right here, Mark and Sean. Uh, we just hit our four-year anniversary, almost to that big, you know, even five-year anniversary. So it's been nothing but like the, you know, the best thing I do every either every monday or tuesday or every other monday or tuesday depending on what our schedule is but gentlemen first of all happy anniversary and how are y'all doing uh just doing wonderful bro you just hit us with like probably the best news of the podcast the anniversary the thing is running strong uh, even when mark said the other day the average podcast lasts a handful of episodes and we're four years strong over 150 180 plus episodes so not that's a, just a monumental i think achievement in itself and there's no sign of this ending anytime soon that's for damn sure but no man the weather we've stringed some good days of weather so that's been good obviously you know i get to see your guys's handsome face sports is through the roof books are look at them look at them mm. we're out playing games man mm. it's for all the monday night freaks out there all right <laughs> no man everything is good bro we're vibing tonight feeling good how are you guys doing what is up brothers yes episode 182 is here we are live youtube check us out if not this is always coming out to you on every streaming platform but yes four years we always know that it's another year around the sun for this podcast which is the comic bookies when the mlb season arrives because i remember stressing out so hard four years ago <laughs> making all the longest episode knowing nothing Jeez. just 
We didn't know anything except everything about every single damn team in the MLB that season because all our damn notes. And, uh, man, we've came a long way, and it sure has been fun. And, man, it's just uh, we're going to hit, you know, probably 200, obviously, in uh, this year, I think so. So um, getting close to that 187 because we be murdering it and we be killing it out here. So uh, we just got to keep delivering it, and we got to do it even bigger for 187 and 200. So, it is uh, Championship Monday here, and uh, let's just uh, get at it and talk about sports that we love, the books that we love, and the entertainment that we love and that we love to share with all the fans, man. Let's do it. I mean, I remember four years ago taking those notes, right? So I had my like <laughs> sm- small little Pac-10 Pac-10 back then. It wasn't even Pac-12 yet, I think. But um, I remember I-, I keep all my notes, sports and comics, to one page nowadays because I want to just – just look at one freaking page. I remember when we first did the MLB season preview for that first episode, each page was like a division. It was yeah. all four teams, the previous year's division, uh, you know, their division, uh, like like where they finished, their record, each team, like what uh, like a player to uh, look for, their key departures and key acquisitions. I was like, holy shit. There's a lot of work in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and now it's just kind of like on the fly where I can look at my phone or I have like, you know, some some side notes for a season preview. But man, uh, f- four years, we've come a long, long way. And although we're not as big as Joe Rogan or anything on like Barstool Sports or whatever, it's been thoroughly, you know, enjoyable every single week to sit down with you guys and for all of our other guests to kind of get their books out, to talk to guys like Casey Pratt to preview the baseball season and, and kind of and stuff like that. It's been just the best experience so far in podcasting because it's like we 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 text anyways, you know, kinda, uh, like, do. like like us three text every day. Mark, me, you, my brother text every single day about sports and different things like that. And just to sit down and, and you know, and actually get to hash it out and just kind of shoot the shit while we're drinking beers, drinking coffee, water, whatever we're drinking, you know, um, man, it's been it's been a great ride so far. And I can't wait to do it for another five, 10, 20, 50 years. You know, I miss Steven that much. Tomorrow I'm starting a group text with us three and Steven. I miss nice. my little bro. That guy, that's my dirty dog right there, man. That's for there sure. There it is. Nah, just, ex- said it, man. just expect to get some NASCAR hate because uh, he's like, he hates all racing. And then he, and then he tries Steven, to troll bro. me. He tries to troll me because Bobby, his best friend down there in Arizona, is a huge F1 fan. So he's like, oh, man, did you guys watch that F1 race? Like knowing full and well he didn't watch the race. He's like, oh, what an exciting race. Like so so much speed, hitting corners at 180, 190 miles an hour. Oh, God, I love it. And I was like, dude, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know, the only thing I will say, I actually did add something to my bucket list because me and Marissa, I don't, we were watching a movie or something. And it was just like, of course, the way they made it look. Going to a F1 race in Monaco might be one one of my bucket lists because Monaco is freaking gorgeous. Did you happen to see it on uh, Ronaldo's uh, wife's uh, okay, show? Okay, was that what it was? Okay, Marissa was watching something. Though. Yeah, okay. oh. yeah. So there's. I, it looks like I know what you were watching too. <laughs> Uh, no, I absolutely not. I was just walking by and my wife was watching. Absolutely. I did not sit down and watch the whole season. Um, no, I think it was. Yeah, it was the episode where they went. They yeah. were chilling on the boat with friends and stuff. And okay. and um, Ronaldo wasn't there, but she was. But they had their whole, you know, Shell Pennzoil gear on or whatever, because they were, um, they're fans of Carlos Sainz, because he's a he's a fellow yeah. person from Span uh, from Spain. So yeah, that should be pretty fun, man. Monaco looked beautiful, but yeah, man, hey, 
aside from that, though, I look at y'all, man. Monday night, man. Let's have some fun tonight for sure. So let's start Victory Monday off with Mark. An amazing run. Um, shit, I, I think we kind of had. Good job, I, I'm not Mark. Sure. I, Utah, I, baby. Think, I think we might have had some real bad with all of the bracket busters. Not a really good first and second round, you know, that first four-day weekend. But then going into the Elite Eight after the Sweet 16, Mark, dude, amazing. Like, like like you glommed on to UConn like you did a few years ago. and Look at him, dude. Nice job. You better buy a UConn hat for sure this year, bro. I mean, dude, what they whooped every team by at least double digits, I believe. Every right? yep. team, yep. I mm-hmm. think thir- what did they they won by – oh, wow, they won this one by 17 I think the last game that they won was by 13, which it was, was the lowest. That they actually yeah. said this one was the closest. You showed like that last minute. The or last two. game I think was the closest, 13. So they said scoring wise it was, but they said this is the only team actually kind of pushed them like a little bit. But UConn was just a dog, man. I mean, you guys probably have a lot more to talk about the game than I do. I didn't really get to watch it. I listened to some of it on the radio when I was keeping track on some of it on my phone, mainly in the second half. I did see that San Diego State was able to pull it within five, and it looked like they were going to make it kind of competitive, and then they just went on too many scoring droughts. You know, they were having like three, four-minute scoring droughts, and they Bad. get this, you know, University of Kentucky team, the Huskies, that I don't think could should have – I mean, a four seed? This team was a four seed? Man, they walloped everybody. They they covered every single game that's what you call the money team that's why i'm wearing this hat from their 2014 celebration where they just you know but you know this this one was even a little bit you know i'd say more historic because they were a seven seed and they were like underdogs in almost every game these guys they were like favorites these guys just kept defying the odds as they were disrespected by the books mr shabazz napier and them and um you know it's just uh it's just uh it was just a, uh, you know, you know, five national championships now since 1999. You have to put them with three different coaches. Obviously, Dan Hurley coming over from that Rhode Island, um, that Rhode Island program that he was running over there for a little bit. You know, who doesn't want a UConn job? I'd have to say they're like a blue blood of basketball. Calhoun, you know, baby. You know, you, they have to be. They have to be there, right? Five trips to the championship game, five straight or not? You know, five wins, never been defeated in the championship game. And just uh, in the state of Texas, they're eight and zero in their final four uh, games, and just uh, damn good team, man. There we know what Gino REM has done with the women's program over there, how good they are, and just the men, just they're not too shabby themselves because uh, one ring for each finger, man. The boys are doing something right over there in the northeastern part of the country. What you guys think? Uh, San Diego State, the only lead they had was with 16 minutes left in the first quarter or first half. So I mean. They were clearly the underdog today. UConn was better than them. Like, they were better. It it wasn't close, I think, from a just pure talent standpoint. I think San Diego State defense and their leadership of having all those experienced players, those older classmen, helped them get to where they got. But they they were going to hit a wall at some point. I mean, they they were just outmatched today. Even like you said, bro, getting within five points, like they got within five points, but I never had that like UConn able to lose this game. And they only lost the second half by five points, 40 Mm -hmm. to 35. If they would have hung in there a little bit better in the first half and maybe, you know, they were down by 12 in the first half going into halftime. If they would have only been down around six, seven, this game could have been a little bit 
you know, closer, even though they, you know, but UConn's just too damn good. But I do want to give props to San Diego State, 100%. a small little team from the Mountain West, dude. It's just uh, small my ass, right? Man. These yeah. boys, man, they, they, man, they took out Alabama, I believe, right? Yeah, they took out Alabama. Yes. They ran through, you know, whatever they had to do, you know, got that that last shot in the last game in the final four to propel them here by Butler. That was freaking great. Just uh, they put on some exciting basketball and um, man, they have nothing to hang their heads on, man, because, uh, you know, I congratulate them for even just being there, man. They knew they were against the odds. I think everyone in the country did. The odds show it. The money line showed it. And just uh, for them to even pull within five and make it close before you know obviously just uh their achilles heel hill um you know just uh <laughs> be- yeah. i will I say know, uh, you know what that was a tequila talking i think at that <laughs> or just the, or just the auto text yeah but i will say um apologies to at least three of my in-laws at least three of my in-laws on my wife's side um <clears throat> obviously my wife's side that they're in-laws jesus christ um the, uh, at least three of them went to San Diego State for school, so I was kind of rooting for them just for you know on like a family aspect. But as far as what Mark's been been doing since the, they're running you know, in the Elite Eight, I was going for UConn on that side. Yes, yeah, I'm glad State. the line didn't go a little bit higher because if I if, if it would have pushed up to nine, I was actually thinking of taking San Diego State just because of the fact that I thought UConn like was gonna have to play a single digit game at one point, right? And uh, that didn't seem to be the outcome here as uh you know they win by um sorry what did i say earlier 17 that, yes. yeah it is a damn yeah, it 17, is 17. Had more com- i don't want to say confidence but i think if they just had more of like an offensive presence i would have felt way more comfortable with san diego state because it's like uconn brings the ball down i felt like they knew what they were gonna do they were confident in it every time san diego state brought it in it was just like hot potato who's gonna take the shot like you know, it's just like you can see, OK, they're a defensive minded team like they're looking for those fast break turnovers like, you know, just too many mid range hook shots missed. Uh, I, f- I forgot. One thing, though, is they have three Bay Area players on their play, uh, team, San Diego State. So that oh, was cool. pretty cool. You know, a San Leandro high player. I forgot who well or what other uh, cities and high schools, but. What Mark said, man. The only problem is they don't got Sanango. That's they the don't got Sanango, right, for sure. You got to tip your cap to them, bro. They should go. I mean, yes, us on San Diego State, we lose. We're going to be pissed. But you do got to step back and like what Mark said. They had no reason to be there. You go home like a, like you're a champion in your own right, bro. Like first Mountain West team to get to the Elite Eight, I think it was. Dude, it's got, the they're the old something they're, like that. Yeah, they're the um, they're no team. Or actually, I said that no team. Has, ever. No, no, no team from California has uh, ever won a uh, national title besides UCLA since Cal in 1959. And they won that 11 in a row at UCLA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, what a program they had back in the day, huh? With one of my favorite guys. What a class act, Mr. John Wooden, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So speaking of Sunoco, let's go uh, into the Sunoco fuel uh, and the NASCAR <laughs> Cup Series. There. Look at him. Look at look him. At him. Yeah. Look at the Segway Ooh, King over here. Drumble. The kings of Segway. So I want to um, get my friend here. I want to bring in our guest for this week. There he is. No. Mr. Uh, Kyle Larson, if you're watching on YouTube right now, the uh, finally Dude. the 
much awaited. I mean, just, you're just delaying the inevitable. Come on. It's it's Victory Monday. Let's crack one open for the fans. Richmond Wasteway ain't Finally, he, a restart he, goes in his he way. Could, he could have been on up. San Diego State himself, Mr. Uh, Northern California kid. There he is. Not really Bay Area, but I'm literally going to say screw baseball and football and basketball. It's Mike. Well, I mean, Warriors are Warriors, but, like, dude, Mike is – Larson's a winner. It's inevitable, bro. It yeah. is, is coming back. I mean, I, I mean, I, I looked at, um, I think it was <clears throat> a picture. Someone from Barstool Sportsbook obviously was either Spider or Large. They they posted the updated like who's going to make it to the final four. And bro, Larson's odds to make the final four right now is like a plus, like one something, like a plus one sixty. It's it's unreal. So, so he's obviously. 99% locked into the playoffs, at least with this win. But finally, a restart goes in his way, you know, like, it, you know, there's and, and there were so many things going wrong. Blaney had the the the, the, it was the race off pit road His pit crew was working. Dude, there was a point in like I think the second stage when he was leading and he was just like after he started losing, he was falling back, like just dramatically like Like they showed yeah they showed on the tv broadcast and they showed a snippet of the video from the broadcast on twitter the amount of difference from old tires to like right after a pit stop with four brand new tires dude they're rockets compared to to them on old tires right so but um a great race for him a great race for hendrick motorsports because byron was up there all day freaking josh barry in the nine holy shit what What a a strategy by that guy to stay out and then get the caution at the perfect timing just so he can uh you know pit with all those guys getting new tires and you know man if byron if byron wouldn't have spun out that would have been fun to see him race um mr larson again he would have Dude, who I mean, have, Byron who, probably would have won that. <laughs> I don't know. And, and supposedly, <laughs> did you hear Martin Truex had no idea that he was on six old tires? I guess his right. crew chief didn't tell him. So yeah. he's, you know, that's uh, I wonder why. He, was that on purpose or was it communication error? I see communication yeah, error. Or is it the crew chief <laughs> didn't want to tell him? So he didn't want to think that he, you know, just so he wanted him to try as hard as he can. But man, I we would have got, got a, like, we would have got Leicester City money. If we would have said at the beginning of this season that Josh Berry or, or someone other than Chase Elliott was going to win in the nine car first before Chase Elliott because no one knew about he was going to have a ski accident. And, yeah, so Josh Berry, uh, congrats to him on a P2 finish. Um, uh, what about McDowell? McDowell, yeah. Nice. I mean, what a sixth or eighth, right? Congratulations yeah. to the uh, Love's uh, travel uh, stop uh, for Mustang there because uh, – the guy, you know, I like to see – I don't know if it's this new car. I think that's like why they want to design this next-gen car. But you're seeing um, a couple of these guys that have good runs, right? LaJoy, McDowell. I mean they've had good runs in the past, but it seems like they're happening a little bit more frequently, which I like to see as well. So, that track um, was cool. I like that track. I do. A D-shaped oval yeah. coming off um, coming <laughs> off two is – it was tight, hard. Coming off three is wide, and you get a nice little sweeping turn there for uh, passing. But um, yeah, it's fun little track. Point eight mm-hmm. miles, I think. Not even yet. It's not even a mile, but a little bit yeah, more than point eight. Half. Yeah. Point I mean, eight. and then what do you guys think of Coda, uh, especially the end of that race? Is that something that you guys like, or something I that hate you guys it. dis? And even dislike? I mean, Dale Jr. on his download, uh, he was actually talking about it as well. He's like, turn one. That turn one. That's a good turn. That's a good turn, but have it anybody else? Have it anywhere else on the track? 
Yeah, right. I've been in turn one with like these stock. I mean, <laughs> you're asking for, it. and I actually said that also. It's like that's what happens when you get a turn one like that and 36 cars barreling down into a an Dude. acute an acute angle Inches like from that. Each other. 30, yeah, yeah. Like 30, 40 degree angle. Like, what do you expect? Right, because if you have all... that turn, yeah, you're right. If you have that turn, you know, halfway into the uh, lap, then at least you have some sort of uh, space in between this all can, these cars. Yes, yes. You know, if there's not 36 cars, there's maybe six cars yeah, going into that turn that at one turn? end. Do you think about just like it's literally Cause and it's, an, it's, F, cause it's an F1 track? You know, it's an F1 track. You know that they're those guys are used to that. They're just going single file, hella boring. You know, up through that turn. But um, but I don't know. The only reason why I liked it. I wouldn't have liked it if, if Larson was fighting for a win, but he had so much bad luck. Hamlin got into him. Bubba got into him, and he was like two laps down after having to pit after all those – uh, you know, after he got spun out the second time. But he fought his way up after all those restarts at the very end to a P14 finish. So something – you know, you're going to finish in the late 20s, early 30s, and he gets up to a 14th position after just an absolute shit day for 95% of the race. I was kind of happy at that but, point. And Bubba that, crashed out too, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he also uh, said that they needed to replace him as a driver. He was all salty. He but. was hella salty, Bryce Snyder. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, this is the only time where I'm like, ah, shit, like he's just being real, right? He's just really, really hard on himself. And he's always been yeah. like that, especially if you watch the – uh, the USA, the like the road or the race for the championship uh-huh. or whatever. He's super, super hard on himself. So I'm glad that he didn't blame anybody, like either his pit he crew or another face. driver. He was just like, I've been in this cup series like seven years and I've made two straight weeks of mistakes. Got to replace me. So this that was a shit show, man. It's like worse than a was. super speedway, at least a super speedway going into it. I'm expecting that at any given point, the driver I bet on it, just the big one, right. the medium one, even the small one at Talladega or Daytona is a big one. Right. In my in half the times. But, you know, this is just like you're, there's no big one. It's just all your my bets changed the hand so many different times at the end i'm like dude please just end it now and then and then uh, bell gets spun out and then my like, please just end it on the next one and then i lost logano on like a spin out and like dude i ended up like losing all, like damn near all my bets because it's just it just becomes a shit show at the end so it's like and, and mark me down for uh maybe no bets on dakota for next season or very very light but and i don't sucks. know about you uh mark especially but when you're looking at logano why aren't you sprinkling a little money on him every week every he gets race. he gets disrespected every single week he's barely in the top 10 for odds to win a race he was a rocket ship in atlanta you know Every race he's the, seems he's, he's, the, he's the defending champion. He's won the championship twice. I don't know. Like I feel that if I you know put like serious money on other uh, of my bets, I would want to sprinkle mm. pizza money every week on him to win the race. Well, this last race in Richmond, I didn't really want to sprinkle anything on anyone, really. There's no practice, no qualifying. It's so hard to determine that again. Definitely goes As you it, can yeah. see, I was a little bit more Chevy heavy this time around i had a byron i had which that that messed me up too i had byron over harvick and then at the end it spin out i was like dude every week this is happening and it's just like i what mean a terrible mistake by bell he locked up those fronts yeah, and he yeah, just, yeah oh he just got right in that was such bad luck he was but right there you know he i guess he gets a pass bell's a Bell's been really coming into himself lately man he's great and i he's think he's gonna be season. i know you I wish he wasn't about, a toyota I know you want to talk about Martinsville in a little bit. I think he's going to probably be pretty good there, too. Man, he's just uh, – he's been consistent everywhere he goes, and he's getting better and better, and he might – 
pretty soon, man. I think he's going to be like the class driver for Joe Gibbs, man. How old you know? is he? He's hella young, huh? Oh, he's, he's like he's 27, mid- 28. Yeah. I was, yeah, I think you're right. He's like mid-20s. Um, yeah. But be- but before Martinsville, we had the uh, Dirt City or the the Food City Dirt Race in Bristol, Bristol. Speedway. And the it's last, Sunday night, actually, about 7 p.m. Sunday night, Easter. right after Easter Sunday ham. You've already had your dessert, and boom, here comes the the dirt race. So we obviously with these you know dirt track you know drivers, we have guys like Christopher Bell and you know Reddick, Larson. We have some of those dirt track drivers, but we have guys like Logano who won two years ago the first yep. ever dirt track mm-hmm. race, and Kyle Busch won his soul, uh, his one and only win of last, last year, year was in the dirt race. Um, you have guys like Busher. I'm not sure how he does on dirt, but he won the Bristol night race in the playoffs last year. So something to look at as far as you probably get good odds on someone like Chris Busher, who, um, I, I listened to the VSIN podcast gone racing. He, he does nothing but cash tickets, right? As far as like getting top 10 finishes or winning his group, that guy Busher? is ticket casher. Yes, sir. Really? Yes. Looks like yeah. yeah, Busher has two. Yeah, just his two career races there. Mark down top. Busher for a ticket casher. I like that. Yeah. Make so, I mean, money. yeah. So I mean, there's not a lot of data, obviously, on the dirt track. Two you have races. To go, yeah. yeah, there's only been two races for this two track. Two or three. I think it's been two. I think it's I think just it's been two. Logano and Bush. Yep. You sure? Yeah. Remember, because uh, remember, it was it was um shit. Who was it last year? Um, was it Bell and Reddick took each other out on the last couple turns and Bush slid in there in P3 and he, he scabbed out the win last year. The top two, P1 and P2 spun each other out at the end of the race last year and Bush snuck in and got that win. And that was his only win of the year last year. So, dude, look, this is how hold on. Hold on. I was just trying to get you some odds real quick, but I just <laughs> saw something because I just have to point this out because, um, I actually did see the race. It was at 10 p.m. Pacific at night, and that was the Grand Prix that you're talking about that had like a record red, fl- red three red flags, and right, Verstappen yeah, got ahead of Hamilton, and he ended up like being 11 seconds ahead, and then he pretty much like locked him up, got into like a little bit loose, and just uh, Hamilton was being was able to like close the gap to like seven seconds, but dude, Verstappen just so fast that red bull you know f1 car just whatever fast as hell right and we keep joking about oh, yeah, yeah yeah there's no chance no passes and i'm like just passes just not for the lead right but <laughs> we're always we're always making all these like assumptions about the sport right but dude this is why i have to say it look i just saw i'm looking at odds right here bovada driver's championship max verstappen here we go sean listen to this max verstappen minus 800 the next closest one is his teammate, I believe, Sergio Perez, the other Red Bull car at Mexico, 14 yeah. to 1, minus 800 to 14 to 1, right? But this, it gets even better. It gets even better. And it, is this for the championship or for the race yes, next week? He's, he's, so he's so much of a heavy favorite that over here they have an alternate line, driver's championship without. Max Verstappen, <laughs> Sergio Perez, a minus two fifty favorite with Fernando. Dude, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Like, wow. Like one dude just pretty much owns the sport. It's like and, people used to hate on like Jimmy Johnson when he was like kicking ass and taking names and yeah. five championships and just uh, being the great damn you know champion that he is in his own right. But dude, this is just ridiculous, dude. It's just. 
That's I, a little too much dominating. Damn. I, if they had, if they I, had I, playoffs, if they had playoffs, if they had a few extra races and sprinkled in some playoffs, kind of like the format that NASCAR has, the odds would be much less. Right? But because they just, it's just one regular race. season and regular season champion, this guy could clinch the championship with like two or three races um, left to go. And like at that point, what the hell is the fucking point? Right. And you know me, I have to I can't watch that race late at night, you know, right. without throwing a little bit of cash. So I lose some money because I'm putting money on all these other drivers to no, like ain't gonna win. No, I was doing like fastest lap. Right. And a couple to win. Like I did Hamilton to win. I got him at seven to one live, which I thought was decent until I freaking see how fast Dude, he is going on with him right? right now, too. Did I hear like this year and even like last year? Like he's kind of I mean, he was good. He was good. Oh, no, he Australia, was the cream so. of the crop, bro. I know I, he was real good. You know, loves man. dude F1 dude Joe Dub loves F1. Really? Joe really? Dub loves F1. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, so, but, I, but so many races are so early in the morning because they're on the other side of the that's world. That's the problem. It yeah. kind of sucks. And I'm putting money on the fastest lap. So I was pretty fun. I put like a couple fastest lap. And you see the fastest lap changing. Fernando Alonso and then Perez and then Verstappen and then Hamilton. And it's always changing. And at the very end, who ended up getting it? The one dude I didn't put the money on for stapping because yeah, yeah, the right. odds were just, you know, I just too chalky, right? So it's going to be interesting to see like like guys like Kimi Raikkonen coming over and, and racing these road courses in NASCAR. Yeah, uh, you stop, had the can, guy. Um, can we please stop calling him Ringer? J- Jensen Button, Jensen Button, and we had um, Jordan Taylor in the nine Jordan Taylor. I do in, like him. Yes, but can we stop uh, calling these guys Ringers when they come over? They're not. Yeah. I mean, they're good, but. Just they they can't, you know, you know, accustomate accustom themselves to the car as good as a guy that runs yeah. in the cup every Those weekend. Those F1 right? cars are hella different than NASCARs, hundred percent. So it's gonna be interesting to see when Kyle Larson drives in the 2024 Indy 500. It's gonna be interesting. Indy 500 is not F1 cars. It's a well, little no, bit different, right? But are they? But they're they're more similar to F1 than they are to a Cup Series, right? So I got something to say about an F1 car first. But speaking of Indy, real quick, I do want to give a shout out to a uh, Team Penske driver that did win this weekend, and that was at Texas Motor Speedway, oh, and that was okay. for the Indy car, uh, Joseph <laughs> Newgarden. So it is PPG. Uh, ah, yes, Paint Joseph. Scheme, so well he aware of have. Joseph Newgarden. But dude, did you know that? Did you know that F1, they have something called a DRS? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a down for – okay. So Mike knows all about it. Okay, I only sorry. Know because, I only know about it because of the video game. Okay. <laughs> Not because DRS. I watch it. So what is this, DRS? You want to explain, Mike? Because I just found it's, out it's about it terms. last weekend. Huh? No, because I can't. I don't DRS. Know. There's like a spoiler on the car, and it's close for downforce, right? Okay. And if you're the trailing car, if you're within a second of the car that's in front of you – it's uh, there's certain spots on the track that are usually uh, st- uh straightaways, not like tight yep, turns, yep. right? So it's like with straightaway, and there's like a certain part on the track, and you can see it. It's like marked, and you can like in- engage your DRS downforce something like system, and it's not good. It's like a NOS, right? But it's like not a NOS because you just press a button and that flap, the wing on the back, instead of it closes and then it opens and then air goes through it. So it's just like they say it gives you 20 miles an hour, something to like help pass because but i mean when you're max verstappen and you're 11 seconds ahead though that's not going to help you so um pretty crazy it's kind of like a push to pass little like makeshift you know Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of uh, talk about whether it's good or not for the sport but um 
So, I mean, you had a road course in Coda, you had a Richmond, you have three straight uh, short tracks in Richmond and then Bristol, uh, the dirt race, and then Martinsville, Martinsville. the shortest track of the, of the, uh, on the circuit, uh, it being a half mile on the, the, AKA the paperclip. And then you go all the way to the Geico 500 at Talladega. Yeah, super speedway. So we'll, we'll get into that in two weeks when we record yeah, 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 that okay. podcast. But do you guys do you guys like how we pretty much kind of have six super speedway races now instead of just four? Because we have two Atlantas, right? Is Atlanta Correcto. goes there twice? Correct, Amundo. Yes. Uh, Look at them. Mm-hmm. So your picks, Jesus quick Christ. picks, quick, quick picks, picks, like quick the lottery. Picks. Quick picks. Give me Let's a quick go. pick I'll for go. dirt. Give me a quick pick for Martinsville. Marco's first, or uh, Mike. Shoot. Because I want to say Christopher Bell at the dirt I, track, but but <laughs> but then Christopher Bell at Martinsville. Oh man. Okay. Okay. You know what? Unfortunately, we'll go two straight weeks of Toyotas. We'll go Christopher Bell, and then we'll go Hamlin at Martinsville in two weeks. Okay. I almost want to go. Uh, I was into Christopher Bell for this, so I do Christopher Bell opposite for Martinsville. And for this, let's go with. Oh, I was actually. That's funny. That's the race I was looking at with the top five and top ten in the two races. Denny Hamlin. Let's go with. You know what? <laughs> let's go with Stenhouse. Okay. He has Stenhouse? a top five. He has a top five there. Okay. And then okay. he also, I think he spun out in one of the two races. He did. Either. He had a yeah, spin out and look at you right here. And then the other one, he had a top five at uh, 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 Bristol Dirt. Yeah. All right. Cool. Mark, what about you? Let's do Larson and Blaney. Uh, ooh, I'll do Blaney. Larson for Dirt and I'll do Blaney for. Um, Blaney's nice. been doing horrible. Two he hasn't won since the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ryan. Did you see he got the. the, the um, the tool stuck on the top of the car. That's why I just said that the jack. Like, come on, man. Dude, and he had to come yeah. around. And then and he got, I think he got speeding penalties. So two penalties the on NASCAR, him. Come on, One man. wasn't on him, but his team. And, man, he's going to have to pull it together. I think Martinsville, He can. Uh, he's going to be up there. And he's going to be at the front. Yeah. All right. Well, those are your picks. Enjoy those two races. All right, fellas, let's get into the MLB opening day. Oh, so very, yes. very exciting. Yes. Both of our teams, the A's and Giants, are sure. perennial powerhouses here in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> Gonna, let's you know, go. I mean, I, I'm sure those odds to win the World Series are just like Max Verstappen. I'm sure they're right there. I'm going to so, pull them up right for you as you keep uh, talking. Don't scare Actually, us, bro. What, don't Mark, scare us. what's what? What are better odds? The A's having at least. 85 90 losses or max verstappen to win the championship what has you know just the the best odds i, I want to know that because the a's uh, i think they lost again in extras 12 to 11 they lost coming, 12 to 11 versus the indians today right the gar- uh, oh that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a common theme that's gonna that's gonna be a common theme in 2023 the a's just lost you're gonna hear that a lot so yeah I mean, Giants, too, bro. I mean, Giants, of course, we have to start versus New York. The reality is they're a powerhouse. First at bat versus freaking, uh, who is it, freaking Judge. Judge, oh, Judge. Bomb. I know. Judge and jury. Jesus Christ, bro. But the Giants did have a good one today. We're two and two. A's are, I think, one and three. One I and three, say. yep. You know, I just feel I've never hated the A's. You guys know that. I'm a Niner fan. Just until the playoffs. Just, I'm Say it again, brother. Just, Just until, the until the playoffs. But, you know, this is one of the legit years. I actually feel bad, and I hate it. This is the one year where I actually can officially say that A's ownership do not care. I can't even name five players on the A's, I think, this year. Okay. Fujinama. So, how are you going to tell me, bro? Okay. Fujinami. Oh, yeah. Aider and runs. <laughs> yeah, Dude, see you there. He still got his first two batters. <laughs> you have Aider and runs after, bro. Like, no, this is a straight up, bro. So, 
so my dad it's my dad gave me a good stat the other week um the a's I can't I can't remember if it's a top five or top eight or ten, but it's it's within the top ten most profitable teams in Major League Baseball. Don't get me started, bro. Can and you're thinking to yourself, right to my next how month? in the shit does that happen? How they don't so, draw? Because it no, it's because expenses. Somebody <laughs> just over- posted something on this, bro. Yeah, there's, there's no overhead. They don't pay anybody. That's the problem, bro. And what pisses me off? Oh, the you you open you open the floodgates up. Somebody just went in, and oh my god, it's somebody who, you know, A's fan, not hating on it, beat writer, you know, whatever. Oh, we need to put a hard tax or a hard something on teams that spend hella money. The the Mets spent more tax dollars or whoop-de-whoop than the A's overall salary. salary yeah. Whose problem is that, though? You're the most profitable. problem is that, though? Bro, you know, and I... It is a problem, bro. Because the thing is, like, that's like the counter to, oh, we're the one of those profitable teams. Well, bro, you don't pay nobody. Like, that's your own yeah. problem. They don't got nobody. <laughs> Come they, on. Don't, they don't pay anybody. They, they I know. Don't that's pay. why they don't got Dude, nobody. I lose right. my mind, bro. Winning solves everything. I do not care. You guys, you two especially, went to all those A's playoff games that were through the roof cracking. Oh, oh yeah. you can't tell me like winning doesn't solve anything, bro. Maybe during the regular season, not everyone's going to show up. Hey, bro, winning, I get it. it's not even about winning. It's about, like you said, knowing the damn player's name so you can maybe get excited about the damn you giveaway they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, too, you need to have names. At least, you know, those years you guys unfortunately went up against Verlander, you at least got to like the divisional championship, you know. Like there was something there at least. I promise you, bro, you guys are going to freaking no finish last place or second to last i can't even name they're 500 to one to win this world oh, series bro it's bad bro it's bad bro it is hell you're opening the giants start. are 50 to one it's not horrible it's not 500 to one i mean I... <laughs> 500 <laughs> to one my god why not put a do- put a dollar on it why not i don't know bro it was fun though i mean the stats we talked about in the pre-production bro like mike said it last year i think the season before in episode what 110 and maybe sit you know 50 or 60 something baseball is about walks strikeouts and homers that's it giants in the first three games versus the mets had 49 strikeouts 49 strikeouts conforto on the giants their big signing of the offseason has like 12 strikeouts in four games how do you even have that? How's that even possible? Like, you can't make this shit up, dude. Like, it's bad right now. It's ugly baseball. Sean, what do you think about the new rules? Do you like the new rules? I do not mind the new rules. Big bases, I don't care about that crap. Uh, the only thing is funny because I uh, was following a tweet. I don't know if it was Guru or Butcher. I don't know who the hell it was, but somebody said it's funny. It wasn't Damon Bruce. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Damn sure wasn't no Damon Bruce. <laughs> Former <laughs> employee of 95.7 The Game. So the they couldn't afford him. The they bases, have... the bases, the group and the no shift <laughs> is to see if they can add entertainment. That that is strictly what it is. Let's get more hits. We don't need three infielders on one side. So those, damn it, that deep second baseman and shortstop prevented that single. You need more actual hits. The clockwork is working, though. I oh, thought yeah. more throwers, and I was a little bit scared. There's only been one violation, I believe, in the first four or five days of baseball. So yeah. I was scared. I mean, it was I mean, more just throwing. Like, pitchers are, like, too right. rushed. You know what? It's actually worked out pretty good so far. Right. Because how, how, how long does it take to get a sign? 
<clears throat> from from the pitcher standpoint and the batter standpoint. Get your ass in the box, get your ass on the on the on the hill, and throw it within 15 seconds. The only thing I was going to ask you though, and actually it's, it's, it's a real question. So if I'm a pitcher, okay, boom, I pitched it, I get the ball back, I'm in the stretch, I lock three, five, four. Can I disengage in the shot no. clock? No, once you, one, I think I once like the foot, that. I think I once the like foot. That. Well, I mean, the only I, time I guess I agree. Don't get me wrong. Bro. Well, wait, hold on. If you it, like, if if there's runners on base and you're gonna throw over, or if you're gonna at, at uh, least, uh, or something. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think it starts over from there. So you shouldn't have you shouldn't have to disengage. Obviously, if there's no one on base, right. that makes perfect sense because they did show the example. And of course, I think baseball did their due diligence of looking for the longest freaking pitcher. Right. It was one pitch, lasted the whole inning. You've seen that. Right, that's right. You've seen that. And, like, my dad is super old school. Like, I was talking to him last week, and he was like, oh, I love it. Like, four in the dirt. Four in the dirt, you know, like, on two sides of, the, of second base. I don't know if I like that. I was arguing with him. I was like, like, the shift and people put, putting the, the second baseman out in right field. Then. But, no, but it's, yeah, exactly. It forces you to have to adjust as a hitter. Like, like if you know that this left-handed hitter is always hitting to the right size, pulling the ball, why can't you adjust? Oh my God, dude, don't get me started, bro. Like, why can't you adjust? Mind, I so know you, do, you guys do not like the non-shift rule. I like I, it because they are. I you can get more hits, but right now statistically, what I brought up earlier, over sixty yeah, percent are home runs, strikeouts, and walks through the first five days yeah. of baseball. So, so it totally, hasn't so, changed shit. Yeah, so it totally trumps someone's opinion on oh, it's more entertaining. It's there's more not, holes if you get base hits but there are already more hits not n- not even base hits there's no balls being put into play to where the, the, the fielder has to actually has to run a little bit farther to make a play it's just not happening maybe Tied baseball them. players just suck these days pitchers Tied are way better Tied the major league record on opening day six pitchers had over 10 k's two of them were in the giants game garrett cole who had 10 strikeouts about the fourth inning and otani had had one and they lost it's bad, bro. It's bad right now. Like the actual entertainment. People think like oh, Giants today, 12-3, we hit seven homers. It was cool to hit the homers, but there's no bingo baseball. There's no stealing. There's no button them over to second. There's no gappers. No I know. Why? Because I, I've been you saying only this get for, that in the playoffs. Because I've been saying this for a long, long time, guys. Kids nowadays and this younger generation have so many things to preoccup to occupy their time with screen times and these games and just like everything major league baseball is trying to get those kids who don't because i feel that you're not going to be a fan of of anything especially sports unless you play the sport right like football's kind of easy cuz football kind of is passed down right but there's not like Thank God I played because my son will be a fan of baseball because I played. He's going to play. But if these kids who spend, you know, all their weekends times inside playing these games, these Fortnite games, they're trying to do what they can to get that kid engaged and to watch a Sunday night baseball game. Change the rules for them. Right. Change the rules for them. Like, oh, see how exciting it is. But so far in the first four games, it's kind of failing with these new rules. Because like you said, Sean, home run, strikeout, walk. Sucks, bro. It's hella boring, dude. From that standpoint, it's hella boring. I can't even. I'm always, I'm always gonna be a guy who puts on the Sharks game or the A's game in the background, cook dinner, play with the kids, but the game's gonna be in the background unless I lose to the TV to like, you know, Miles Morales or you know, freaking Cinderella, right? But I don't know. It's just, uh, they're 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 fighting an uphill battle. That's that's what I'll say as far as getting new fans. 
or to keeping the ones who are on the fence about it like oh, this is getting kind of boring i'm just going to drop it and do something else there it's it's an uphill battle so good luck to them to get these new fans because i of course i want the sport sports in general it helps for our content right i want those those ratings to be up 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 but it's not well, you brought back a very good flashback flash from the past with the Albert Bell getting a hit Ooh. and not wanting to go to first base. Because, I mean, dude, like, and I agree with Mark also, playoff baseball is where bingo baseball does come into a little, it's almost like NBA playoffs. It was at least a little bit more of a half-court offense, half-court defense, a little bit more organization instead of like, hey, go right on and get your free layup. Like, I don't know, man. Regular seasons just turn into like just a shit product in almost every sport. I mean, I was paying attention. Well, you know, I was paying attention a lot to you know the Padres last season and their you know their run to um, you know the the whatever the hell they they made the World Series, right? Padres? Did they? No, Padres did not make the World Series. No, they made the Phillies. Padres made they made the championship series though. And yeah, they played the Phillies. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry. But I mean, I was watching that the run in the in the in the um, in the playoffs, right? And probably because it was Bob Melvin, but he he really executed a lot of those. Uh, get them on, get them over, try to He's get them in. And, for that, bro. Yes. Exactly. And I, you know, and I, that's why I was rooting for them because of Bob and just uh, man, they couldn't prevail. But let's see, they're uh, obviously about eight to one, eight to one right now to win the World Series kind of right there with the Dodgers as well. Your top three, Houston again, Atlanta Braves. The Yankees are about 7-1 as well. Mets yep. without Verlander, um, about 9-1. I like to Mets, see Mets Seattle, 18-1. I'm excited, Mets. you know, even though they're in the West. Mike, you were on them last year. I think they're going to, you know, they're 1-4 right now. They're not doing that good. So, uh, But, you know, season's young, five games in for them, and they're 18-1. So I want to see how they're going to do. Yeah, Los Angeles as the Angels as always are getting no love, thirty-five to one here. They, they get no up. love because they, they they waste talent. Crazy. They they go there to die, man. Like own fourth the game die. suspension. We've talked about this for years. How many people? If you pull a thousand people in who live in Southern California, if they walk down the street on an average Sunday afternoon and Mike Trout walks past them. How many of those 1,000 people are like, hey, it's freaking Mike Trout? Yeah. I'm going to say 100 or less. Way less. You go to Angel, hey, you go to He's Anaheim. not marketed. They don't – I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, uh, so baseball is going to fall into this once-a-month kind of check-in just like hockey and basketball yeah. is. Uh, but right now the Rays and the Twins are the only two teams at uh, undefeated at 4-0. And one team, the defending NL champs, Philadelphia Phillies, are the only – over their own four so far so moving on to uh oh, wow. NBA, we'll kind of hit uh, the nba and and nhl to in the sports section of the podcast real quick the regular season of both sports like i said in the intro are done uh this upcoming next week the ninth is the last day of the nba playoffs and the and hockey ends on the 14th so gentlemen let's start with the nba Man, like I know I'm not watching a lot of games, but I just know just from the tweets and then the stories and just kind of hearing everything. And obviously I get the quarterly updates and the Warriors are just this this freaking roller coaster up. We're, okay. We're getting Wiggins. We're getting, We're getting Wiggins, Wiggins back. back. And We're we getting Wiggins. confirmation. It was actually his, I believe it's his dad who's like seriously ill. Like so very, currently. Very bad. So currently right now we're actually not even in the play in. No, we're not in the plan at all. So and the thing is, we're actually in a decent spot, Mike, because if we get that 
four or five spot, we're likely going to be playing Phoenix, who I do yeah. not want to play a Kevin Durant in the first round. And that sixth spot isn't the worst thing right now because we're looking at a Sacramento-Memphis possibly. And I mean, as long as we don't get the play-in and we get Wiggins back, get four or five Wiggins games before the playoffs start, I think we'll be back on track. I mean, yes. He is that big a deal. He is yeah, a, that big isn't how many, isn't there only like five games left? Less than that. We have four forty one and thirty eight right now, so that is sixty nine uh, seventy nine. We have three more games left, wow. and we're two and, and we're two and a half games uh, behind the Suns, who have a game in hand. They've only played seventy eight games. Let me see realistically. Tied, absolutely tied right now with the Clippers. We're in the sixth spot. We play OKC, I believe, tomorrow. We end the season in sack, so. We go two and one. I mean, damn, it's so interchangeable right now because the Lakers are a half game behind us with the game in hand. So we have to kind of win out because the Clippers and so. uh, there's and the Pelicans are the are, are half Pelicans game are behind the also. Team. Pelicans are the hottest team. They're like seven and one in the last eight games, and just we need to get at least one or two Wiggins games. Wiggins won't play tomorrow. He'll be at the game. I heard. But if we can get Wiggins like one or two, hopefully he's been staying in shape. I mean, that's kind of what you're hoping. GP's already playing again. This is this is one of those last seasons, I think, where we can say we're going to be one of those top dogs. We look old on the court right now, bro. This yeah. is actually a re- this is actually it was good, I think, for the ownership to also say like shit, like no Wiggins, like we just look old. We do, bro, with Dre. With and that's player. sad, dude, because Curry's our age, Sean. Curry's 35. That but he's sucks. also, he's an NBA 35, and people forget, <laughs> I know. About, people forget <laughs> about Curry's sucks. first five years, bro. He's missing games left and right because of those ankles. ankles. Like, people forget. Like, you know, Draymond's freaking just battered and beat it up. What about Clay? Clay's like bionic man out with the knee and the Achilles, just the Achilles heel. It's crazy, bro. So what do you guys think about the Eastern Conference just to kind of end NBA? So is the, cha- is the champion going to come out of the Eastern Conference? Yes. Yes. My, and who my. is that going to be, Sean? Uh, Milwaukee or Boston. That's it. No chances for Philadelphia. Cleveland, the the newly clinched New York Knicks. No. My opinion, I like Cleveland. I love Cleveland. Up and coming, but, I mean, not yet. I, I Mark say something, but I'm going Milwaukee and Boston right oh, now. Oh man, it's kind of it's yeah. I mean that's what it is really. You know, Bro, they're they're what it is. It's uh, I mean Philly. It's hard to say anything about Philly because just with Harden and knowing his uh, history in the playoffs and just I just feel like that's Philly's that team that has to show me right, prove it to me before I can really like start saying that they can really do anything, but. You know, they can, uh, technically speaking, but, yeah, I think you're right, Sean. It's kind of like Boston or Milwaukee, really. They've been the cream of the crop out there, and I expect them to, if you know, for the East to either go through Boston or Milwaukee. That's what I'd say. I will say they're only about an hour and ten minutes south of me. Sacramento Kings, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm they, sorry for doubting you, for posting that shit, like, earlier in the season. Yeah, you, bro. Yeah, dude. I like think, the bean, I, baby. Like the bean. I, I I lit the fire under their ass, dude. Like they know who I am. They know my face. They probably have my shit plastered in the locker room. Let's do it for this mother. <laughs> no, because no, you know what? We didn't say that they wouldn't make the playoffs. I don't recall us. Maybe oh, I did. That far. Okay, maybe maybe I did too. <laughs> I did. But you know what? I'm happy they made it. Let me make that clear. I actually like them because you know, they didn't they just earned. make it. 
they're a three seed right now. But let me make it perfectly clear. And this I'll take to the grave. They winning a championship this year. I bet you my second, my savings, I max out all my credit cards. They ain't winning no championship this year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Just like Charles Barkley says, they are not winning a championship this year. Because that's who we'll play if we hold on to the six seed and they hold on to the three, right? I ain't saying we won't beat them, but they ain't <laughs> win no championship. <laughs> they ain't win no championship. They're not there yet, but I think Mike Brown, coach of the year, absolutely love what they've done, bro. You name me three players on the Kings right now, Mike, I'll be happy. Come on um, now. Come on now. Let's see. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. Peja Stojakovic. Oh, shit. Mike Bibby and Jason Williams. Wow. And that's what I'm talking about. And now it's like a De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis. Uh, Harrison Keegan, Barnes. Harrison Barnes. <laughs> oh, that's um, right. Barnes Malik, is there. Malik right. Monk. Like, Monk, yeah. Good for them. That's what I'm saying, though. Good but for them. Young. <laughs> but they're young. But they're um, young. They're young. They're young to the scene. You don't just not make the playoffs since 2000, the longest running drought <laughs> in the four major uh, sports, right? The longest running playoff drought. You don't just all of a sudden just break that drought and win the championship, or yeah. do you? We're about no. to find out. No, but they don't. The no, 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 no. I, can, I save your time right now. You know. I can and save your time never, right now. They ain't. <laughs> you can't, they've never won a championship, gonna, right? You're not going to go into Boston, and even if you make the finals, just like if you play a Boston that lost it last year, that's going to be hungry. I mean, I'm just saying, hypothetically, hypothetically, even if you do make the finals and you're playing against Boston, right, just good luck in the garden. So, All right, so on to the NHL. We have a handful of games left in this regular season as well. Everyone seems to be chasing the Boston Bruins. Um, Are they break the record, Mike? You know what? I hope so. Records are always meant to be broken. Usually, mm-hmm. I, usually I'm a hater of the Boston teams. You know, I, you know, of course, being a Raider fan, I don't like the Patriots. Being a, uh, just an A's fan and all those years in the playoffs against the Red Sox, I don't like the Red Sox. Um, but Bruins, you don't like uh, Johnny Damon, huh? <laughs> Johnny Damon <laughs> was Big cool Poppy? on our team. He was hella cool. Like- oh, yeah. How about Jermaine Dye? Jermaine Dye. Oh, come on. Love Jermaine Dye. Um, my favorite uh, Johnny Damon play ever, Sean knows, uh, when he was uh, – he – Fielded a ball out Where's in the Manny? outfield, and he was throwing to the cutoff man. But before he threw to the cutoff man, Manny Ramirez is like, no, nah, this guy can't throw for shit. He cut him off. We need a double cutoff. <laughs> to the cutoff man. He needs a double cut. Oh, man. Manny Ramirez was great. You know, the worst I'm part back. about that, too, is I think the green mon- – it was a ball off the green monster, so it was a short porch and left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and he, like, dove for it, too. He's like, uh-uh, this is going to – I'm not ha- having this 10-hop to the cutoff, man. Screw this. Um, but I will up. say, just like the NBA, is the champion coming out of the East? You have five teams with over 100 points right now and zero – actually, no, two teams with 100 points. God damn it, the LA Kings and the freaking – Golden Knights, God damn it! Yeah, UGK. Uh, Boston is. I really, you know, so besides nasty. the Lakers, maybe I don't think I hate many teams from the Western Conference in the NBA. There's like four teams in the Western Conference in hockey that I hate, just because the Sharks were so good for so long, and they always either beat them or lost to them. Just great series overall against these teams. But I hate the Golden Knights. Sorry for these fans. Dude, I hate the team, L- I hate the LA Kings. Not a fan of the Dallas Stars, and I'd probably say throw in freaking oh Anaheim, easy, yeah. easily. We're seeming hockey, baby, but no, I think I dude for Vegas to still be maintaining this expansion team magic, like dude, it pisses me off, bro. Because it's like 
what the fuck are they doing right? They did they had right. an expansion draft, goddammit, and they're good. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so the Dallas Stars are up there in the uh, first place in the Central, VGK up there in the Pacific Division, and then you have the Carolina Hurricanes up there at first place, the Metropolitan, and of course the Atlantic Division, uh, the Boston Bruins. So obviously with these playoffs, we'll probably touch a little bit every single week. It won't be a once a month kind of thing, but yeah, so. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, What's Mark doing now? Mark. What? what? <laughs> I'm watching the gut off throw. <laughs> oh, you're watching it? Oh, bro, you can't yeah. make it up, bro. You can't make it's it up. So... It's Manny being Manny. It's oh, the bro. best, dude. I can dude, go. Legend, it, it might be legendarily one of the best defensive plays in MLB history because it's on the short portion of freaking Big, <laughs> big Green oh Monster. Right when I tell. Right March. when I typed it in on YouTube, Manny Ramirez cuts off. Right when cuts I saw off, Johnny, Johnny Davis. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's also a good one where I think in between innings, he goes into the door of the Green Monster and goes to the bathroom. And he comes out of the Green Monster out of left field, and he's just like fixing his pants, putting his belt back on. Oh, dude, it's just classic Manny, dude. Classic. Oh, God. He hella hits the pitcher's mound when he throws it. Hella oh, short. Yeah. <laughs> You can't make it up, bro. It's oh, the best. my God. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Back to hockey. Okay. <laughs> hey, go Boston. I mean, not that I'm rooting for them, but, dude, I mean, it ain't coming out of San Jose, I'll tell you that much. No, oh, Boston's yeah. going to go Boston probably. Go break the record. Go win a championship. Records are and you got Toronto broken. Maple Leafs. They're right well, behind them. The You're year? right. You're is this right. the year? Probably not, but is this the, the year? <laughs> the only thing coming out of San Jose. <laughs> what is coming out of San Jose? Sabor. No, Sabor's not even mm-hmm. there. There was a they had a controversy with the jerseys. All right, Sean, you didn't hear about that. Oh god. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they all did, right? The guy with the uh from the Rays, I think yeah. last year who didn't want to wear. He started it. No, that was right. that was mm-hmm. this year, I think. Uh, where? No, where? Yes. no, it was last yeah. year. I it, was, it was last year. I remember last that. year's baseball season. Uh, it was. It was. So, oh, I know, I know. Um, so, anyways, um. Let's go into, yeah, I mean, that's it for the sport. So, like I said, we will be checking up on the NBA and NHL playoffs um, going forth. And obviously, it's a two-month-long thing. So, it's from now until the middle of June that we get these playoffs for seven-game series per sport. So, stay tuned for that. Does your Kraken have a chance, Mike? The Kraken, I I think they're eliminated. or They're They're eliminated, I think, or right before. Are they? Okay. Uh, Let me see. Yeah. 92 uh, points. Yeah. They're fourth fourth in the Pacific. They're not eliminated just yet, but they – let's see. Oh, wait, hold on. I can, I They're can unofficially officially eliminated. Not technically, but things need to magically happen for them. Let's see. They're, they are four points out of the wild card spot. Oh, no, no. They're in the wild card. They're are in they? the wild card, yeah. Yeah, because you have the Stars, Wild, and Avalanche coming out of the Central – uh, Golden Knights, Kings, and Oilers coming Bears. out of the Pacific, and the two teams in the wild card are the Kraken and the Jets. The Winnipeg okay. Jets. So, all right, and this is when we take a pause, everybody, because Sean's got to go pee-pee. So this will be edited out of the podcast as we transition from sports to 
Well, we can talk about something before uh, we transition real quick if you want. I got a little topic for you. WWE or WWE and, and sold and UFC. Yeah, that's right. To Endeavor. So the same company that gave uh, Mr. Dana White his uh, billions is the same company that's going to give Mr. McMahon his billions. And I don't know. Maybe we can wait for even Sean to come back and ask him what his thoughts are on it. But you think this has uh, – uh, any implications on both sports going forward? You know, obviously, uh, WWE I mean, being a little yeah. more entertainment based. Uh, Sean, you're back. We were just talking about real quick about just before we get into the books and uh, the entertainment yes, side of this lovely podcast, which is the comic bookies. We were just talking about WWE getting sold to Endeavor. And my oh. thoughts and my uh, question to you guys were pretty much as it change any of the landscape of either sport going forward. With uh, WWE being more entertainment based, obviously UFC They're is purely well, entertainment but... based. If you have script writers, it's entertainment based. The idea that you're even trying to make gambling a possibility, like let me guess if the writer's gonna have Roman Reigns win or not, like that's stupid. That's I how mean, the Oscars go. You're telling me people don't know the Academy Awards but, already? But that's what I'm saying. Winners though. know it. That's stupid. Like that's stupid. Anything that there's actually like a voting that we know the already winner already is dumb. It's not a live action. Right. It's dumb. It's dumb. I I think this I think that has huge marketing and huge sponsorship opportunities. Right. Because like they they might share sponsors or like during UFC events and then vice versa for WWE events, they'll promote the hell out of the opposite sport. Right. So it's going to actually help. I think uh, UFC a lot more than WWE. Like WWE is a stalemate. Like at the end of the day, they aren't going nowhere. But they bring in money. Oh, they do, bro. Oh no, WWE brings in money. The WrestleMania now WrestleMania is a two-day event. As a a business, SoFi, bro. Yeah, it's been it's been a two-day event for years now. It's yes, bro. It's a money. It's a money dog, bro. You're gonna have you're you're gonna have a handful of UFC fighters making special guest appearances on a Monday Night Raw, and then vice versa. You're gonna have some of these guys who maybe like just just say like a Brock Lesnar who's like a a collegiate wrestler. You know, guys who are in WWE who may want to you know dip their toes into an actual. UFC fight so yeah you know WWE is great though we loved it when we were young now you see guys I've never never hated it yeah now you guys you see guys like Kittle having fun over there you know what I mean (laughs) that was funny it's great dude it's just freaking Pat McAfee always fighting he's like like 2-0 in Wrestlemania fights Pat McAfee it's hell of a you know you know you know our boy Mr. Casey Pratt's loving it too right that guy's uh he was huge yeah a good guy right there so as we transition into the books and the entertainment side of the podcast like mark mentioned we are the comic bookies podcast we are live here on youtube and also tomorrow on the 4th of april we will be available to listen to on all platforms apple Podcasts, spotify uh wherever you get your google podcast i know it was called google podcast but i think they changed their name but amazon prime music iHeartRadio, the uh, radio.com app Wherever you find your podcast, please listen to us. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go get those freaking books. Okay, going into the comics, fellas. Um, let's preview this week's books and get into what we read over the last two weeks. So coming out this week from the DC side, Batman 134, Poison Ivy 11, Batman and Joker, the Deadly Duo finish off their series with number six, The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number seven, and The End of the One Minute War, The Flash 796. 
Over on the Marvel side, Amazing Spider-Man 23, Venom 18, Wolverine 32, Spider-Man 7, and Ghost Rider 13. Image gives us Saga 63, Kingspawn 21. My book Stillwater ends this week with number 18 and Almighty number 3. Dynamite. There's a new Disney villain uh, series coming out, and they're starting it off with Scar. So that uh, that story starts. Ablaze gives us Traveling to Mars number 5. And speaking of WWE, from Scout Comics, Codename Ric Flair number 1 yes. comes out this week. So we got a Ric Woo. Flair story. Woo! Yeah, that's pretty cool. Sean, let's start with you, man. So plenty of books to that we've read over the last couple of weeks. Start off with either something you want to really dig deep into or just something that you liked. Uh, well, what I do look forward to is Deadly Duo, just because I'm looking very forward to this next episode or episode next issue uh, based on what the previous issue ended. Uh, right. I actually had a Punisher book, which I read, which I liked it actually because of what the last page provided. Honestly, the whole book was the same crap of him being the judge and the jury, literally having a list of names of people that are just doing bad things, committing crimes. And he's just going and just chopping their heads off, torturing them, ultimately killing them. But while he gets to the end of his so-called list, I think I'm done now. A certain group of people says you're not done and we're going to actually take you in for all the things that you've done. And it's the Avengers, actually. Captain America, Black Widow, I believe Iron Man is there. So just the fact that we're going to have a little bit of the Avengers interaction in it, I'm actually very excited because the book was just kind of getting to just consistent. He's going around just killing people, like people, like just no names, literally. Like no dialogue with these characters, just this guy was a rapist, this guy was a money wanderer, whatever it may be. So I don't know, it kind of needed a little spark, a little spunk to it. So that was really, really good. Uh, I know we're going to talk about, obviously, the Rajal Ghul. Very excited for that. We're going to be talking about some Flash here shortly. Very excited for that. Uh, what else did I read? Uh, bah, 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 bah. I'm going to need like two quick seconds because I don't have my books in front of me. But I know there is one other one I wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, Doctor Strange. I did read that. and I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I, I did read that one. I actually just had it open to, to, to kind of, it was pretty cool. It was actually, it was pretty cool, right? It, it was pretty good. It was one of those ones where I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like I kind of want to get, pull it at least for the first arc. Next. Yes. So like, because it starts out with, uh, obviously Dr. Strange was killed or he died earlier is, in. Is continuity. that by McKay? Yes. Jed yeah, McKay. Okay. That's why I didn't get it. I was about to get it. Why don't you – something uh, – did he, did he, uh, he curse you? On, he was on my black cat, and I think he was on Moonlight – Moon, bleh, not Moonlight. Uh, what the hell's his name? Moon Moonlight. Knight. Yeah, <laughs> Moonlight, Moon Knight. He's on Moon Knight, right? Is he still on Moon Knight? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I dropped it. Okay. Same so. dude. That's what I'm <laughs> – Same Exactly. Dude. So you'll end up dropping this one too, I bet you. Oh, you so far, so good, though. I mean, again, I think what Mike just said, it's worth the first arc because it actually starts off pretty good. And That's then... how McKay books pull you in. That's how I got sucked into the Black Cat, and that's how I got sucked into Moon Knight. Right, so so Doctor Strange is alive, and his new wife, Clea, or Clea or whatever, you know. She got that attitude, though. She has taken up the mantle of the Sorcerer Supreme, so they're kind of in the Sanctum Centorium together as a married couple. And it's cool because he's kind of taken it up himself as – he he helps people like with his Doctor Strange thing, but he also helps people like in a more of like a the therapist right 
type of way, right? Like, but it's pretty cool. Like in the first what fifteen pages, he sees Peter Parker, he sees Luke Cage, and Daredevil. it's actually cool. Yeah, he sees Daredevil, he sees Black Cat, Doctor Doom. There's a bunch of like little cameos of people who he helps out in the beginning of the story. So pretty much the story kind of uh, takes a turn where. Um, he th- th- they try to help this group of people from being enslaved, and the guy who they're who's going to enslave them, uh, I forgot what his name is, um, but anyways, they come to an agreement that they're going to take them and give them, you know, uh, sanitarium. That they're they're, they're going to take them and they're going to take them in so they won't be enslaved. You know, the guy's like, all right, well, you know, it's pretty much war, right? And then so, but they agreed. That because Clea, the wife, wants to kill him. She wants to kill that boy. She wants to kill him. And and at the very end, uh, you do see she that the, she freaking she yeah. The very last page is uh, his his head uh, was not attached to his body. So there's uh, some hell to pay uh, from that group of people. And it's a cool little side story at the at the end. Uh, Wong, uh, Wong from the you know from the uh, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. he makes an appearance in like the side story at the end. So I think it's probably worth it to maybe pull it, maybe for the Our first start. arc, and then I we'll agree. see. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, I definitely. It's funny because I read that, and then the book I followed up with reading <laughs> was another one of those books. Is like in the nicest way, could we just end it already? It was undiscovered country. <laughs> yeah, Could we yep, just end it already uh, to this thing is thank you oh, i would agree brother dude it's just agree. like I, i'm actually getting lost i'm very getting i'm reading text I, I was having another day of miss wilcox class i'm reading a bunch of things not knowing what the hell i'm reading right yes. i mean i will say this now if you're still paying attention to this podcast and you haven't gotten undiscovered country please get the trade get the hardcover get the trade and read it all at once because this story has it's 24 issues, so if it's once a month, that's two years. But it spanned over a course of what three to three and a half years, Dude. I want to say. Dude, it's a been lot. going on for a long time. Yes, it's pretty bad. Right. So, really. it was pretty um, bad. this one, like, I was, my head was spinning. I was like, I ain't got time to read this. But you got, twice. you got, yeah. Um, but it, but it didn't end though, Jay, right? But it didn't end. It didn't end. No, yeah, it didn't end. It didn't end. It's just the next, still walking the spiral. Yeah, the next the next arc is like what Sanctuary or something like that, or I forgot what the hell it's called. It actually, says or something like at the very end. I was like, I Basuda. But did it did it even give us a date for when the next issue's coming out? Nada. 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 So it's kind of like what it's kind of like what Jeff Johns and Gary Frank did to us with Geiger, but at least with Geiger they have like Junkyard Joe kind of in between Ooh, yeah. to keep us like in the universe, right? To keep us like, okay, cool. I can't wait till Geiger comes out because this guy Junkyard Joe within this universe is really cool. Hella dope. So this is not the Tom Taylor story that I want to get into later, but Tom Taylor did write Deceased War of the Undead Gods, the penultimate issue of this one. I just the uh, just the off continuity, just like how we're gonna get into Swamp Thing, Green Hell, something that's not in continuity. People die, people get infected by this, you know, by this disease, and they're pretty much becoming zombies. You know, like oh my god, you know, like Alfred becoming the freaking um, the uh, uh, Sentinel, not Sentinel. What the hell's his name? Um, Spectre. So it's I, I think it's a really good book. Um, I mean, I've been following this. This is the third or fourth different series from Tom Taylor in the deceased world. Um, yeah, great. Great story. 
it's not the only Tom Taylor book we're going to talk about. But That's um, why I know. I just said that. Oh, yeah. So, but so, so Miles Morales, Spider-Man number four. This one's going pretty good. It's, it's pretty good. I, I will say um, if depending on how the sixth issue or, or whatever this arc ends, I may or may not drop it. But not for because it sucks. It's just because eh, I kind of want to I'd rather pick up something else. Right. Like I'd rather pick up the first six issues of Doctor Strange and then I can also drop this at the same time. But. If something were to happen where it were like, oh, pique my interest over the next two issues, and so be it. Mark, right. you want to talk about any couple I books? Mean, so speaking far? of being over, Berserker finally ended. Got this extra. Oh. It's like a little bit. Um, That's dope. It was a little bit oversized issue. Uh, I mean, it ended pretty good, you know. As uh, much oversized, as the... so it has about mm, 50 words in it. Or... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a <clears throat> lot of pictures as well, but Matt can't. Uh, Keanu Reeves, obviously, with his uh, movie out at the same time. So he gets uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Wick 4 and Berserker here at the same time. And, you know, he ends up having, like, kids at the end. Obviously, he was, like, immortal the whole time. He ends up being in, – in, uh, he ends up, like, actually dying, having kids. Uh, and just the kids just get, like, crazy as hell. Pretty much end up being, like, the same type of person he is, just ravishing through, like, how he was just, like – ravishing through towns and just taking names and kicking asses and just this immortal ass like god kind of right but that was like um being like investigated and all this shit but dude it i mean it was all right i kind of like how it ended with him having like some kinfolk and uh being able to you know uh, like pass his powers i guess but i don't think it's gonna have a second one i mean at the end he does look like he comes back to life in a different like realm years years away so right. who knows it could be like ongoing with a number two but i don't know it was all right uh, i kind of just stuck with it uh thought it would have kept getting better but it at least ended on a decent note so that was cool right um, uh t- yeah it's a two more noctera from scott snyder it's always a an entertaining book this was issue number 12 uh also it kind of takes a long you know break in between arcs but, you know, I thoroughly enjoy that one. I, I will say that I hope this is a short story because if it's if it becomes an ongoing James Tynion, he, he he's given me a stinker so far. This blue book from Dark Horse is just not really doing it for me. It's kind of the paranormal activity. People getting abducted by aliens back in, I think, the seven sixties or 70s. Yeah. And so it, it, it's just OK. Right government uh government conspiracies left and right and stuff you know this couple gets abducted or they lose two hours of their day driving home and they're like what happened you know and 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 certain things you know how they put they see like little footprints or like little spots on their car and then they put their compass on it and then the compass starts going haywire goes start spinning like shit and then they take it off and then it's back to normal so kind of weird things like that you know tiny's always into the horror um aspect but yeah it's all right what else you guys got? Batman Incorporated, man. Ooh. By Ed Brisson. This was has been, I keep saying it's been one of my favorite books. And then this time now, with this new arc here, we got introduced to Professor Pig. I text you about it, Mike, mm-hmm. but it's really, really good, dude. I love seeing just the Professor Pig, the damn mask with the damn pig, and he's got uh he's got a bunch of he's got the Riddler locked up. He's got 
pretty much he got some stuff stolen from him, like a case, and he wants it back. And he's locking up all of the villains in uh, Gotham, which some think it's a good thing because he's rounding them up for um, Mr. Uh, Ghostmaker and the boys. But pretty much um, who does he got? Killer Croc. He's got uh, Enigma. He's got uh, who else right here? Uh, Mr. Freeze and a bunch of other villains, right? But pretty much some little kids end up getting paid and they're trying to open up the safe and it ends up, they thought the kids thought it was money. It ends up being like this crazy like mask, like pig looking mask, but I guess it's like one of his other suits or something. I don't know. We don't know what it is yet, but kind of ended and I kind of excited that I'm going to get a whole arc with this professor pig because i don't really get too much of him you know especially with all the dc that i read but mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna be excited to read about him we obviously got clown hunter still hating Ghostmaker. we got people man it's man the whole batman ink is crazy we got people against each other we got clown hunter kind of wanting to go on his own and saying he actually said no to Ghostmaker in this issue it's pretty badass so one of my favorite books going batman incorporated i can't believe i wish you guys would have got on it one story that I got from Mark Wade. <clears throat> I thought that I was going to drop it. Uh, that's um, after the first 12 issues. That's Batman Superman World's Finest. But then, they, of course, they come and hit me with the first issue of a new arc. I'm like, God damn it. So so Mr. Simon Stagg, he's kind of a ongoing kind of businessman villain in, in all kinds of DC stories. He gets murdered. And they're, of course, doing their investigative work, you know. Batman being the detective that he is and Superman being the investigative reporter that he is for the Daily Planet. So Simon Stagg, uh, his bodyguard was Metamorpho. I don't know if you know who Metamorpho looks like, but this guy right there, I'm sure you've seen him in other stories before, right? He's pretty much made up of, of, of different elements from an accident and can turn himself into anything he wants. So due to the injuries or due to what happens to Simon Stagg and the connection to him, to Metamorpho, they think he might have done it, right? And so they do a bunch of investigative work. Clark actually uh, employs Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen, to kind of headway the investigation. And of all the investigative work in the last couple pages, um, the very last page is a news story that says that Bruce Wayne has been arrested for the murder of Simon Stagg. So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Because Clark was like, no, you, you can't report this. Like, he didn't do it. Like, I just, and then, you know, of course, you know, um perry white's perry white's like how do you know he didn't do it like like what are you not telling me and he goes nothing like he can't obviously reveal that i know who bruce wayne is why do you know who bruce wayne is right so of course you suck me back in mm-hmm. um what else sean simon has- stag hmm? yeah sean where are you at with damn them all Oh, damn. Uh, I'm a little behind, Michael. Uh, uh, damn that. <laughs> damn. damn them all. It's all damn. But Because mem- remember, those first two issues were like, what am I reading? Yes. But it becomes so e- so much easier to read as they but go I along. I them all. I will say that. I'm right. all of them. Just know I will catch up at some point, Michael. I can give you that. Like, it's super – like, it's something that we've never read before with all these coins and all these gods that they've taken control of and they're basically fighting a war with these gods it's pretty freaking cool uh this specific issue they bring back the uncle who was murdered six right number six this was number six yes yeah so this one they bring him back in like a in like a excuse me like a spirit form kind of like they bring him back from the dead to talk to him right and it's just a good book i mean i'm thoroughly excited that this simon spurrier book was made 
was uh, transitioned into an ongoing story okay. and not just a short story. So it's Trippy, a good one. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Trippy. It's a really yeah, it's a really cool book. That's um, that Spurrier shit right there, my Steve boy. Spurrier. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, besides besides uh, the ones that I know that we're going to get into and kind of dive, dive deep into, uh, the first of three issues, the, the Lazarus Planet, I believe this is the last kind of short story that they're going to have, but Revenge of the Gods, this is the only one that's a limited series and not just a one-shot, but this one's pretty good. Lazarus. Uh, yep, yep. So let's get into – I don't know if all three of us are getting it, but I know, Mark, uh, you got Superman. Flash. Oh, Superman. Yeah, you guys can do your Superman. We'll Superman get the number arm, two. Arm. What do so you think, my boy? Parasite, man. This is just – It's all uh, over the place. Like a, Can't a side get rid of, of it. Right, like a side of Parasite that we've never seen before. Like we've seen Parasite actually in like a live-action TV show, and he just gets bigger with all the energy that he consumes, mm. right? But they juiced him up, man. They – Kind of upgraded juiced, him. Lex juiced him up, huh? Right. And then he's not only juiced, he's multiplying. It's not getting necessarily bigger, but he's multiplying. And they kind of, it sucks because they kind of figure out that what's infecting everybody right now, like Lois is infected, everyone at the Daily Planet is infected. That's right. And it's like in the air. So like Clark Kent looks like he's actually becoming infected in that last page. It's pretty wild. That was scary because he goes to save Lois, right? And then it's obviously right. you see her in the in the dark, and it's like she comes out with all the crazy claws and just parasited up. So that was pretty wild. What do you think about the character that we've seen in the middle? What was that about, though? Right. It's it's kind of is that that's I believe that's her reveal, right? I believe we Marilyn now have Moonlight. Marilyn Moonlight. I think Sean. I think we have a first appearance um, uh, alert. First appearance alert. Um, yeah. And it's pretty cool, like Marilyn. But then she, the flash, her the flash goes, and then boom, he sees like an image of like the Wild West, right? It's like a it takes her like a flashback. It was super weird. So uh, obviously we're gonna get more Marilyn Moonlight. Oh yeah, she that's is, right. Character and like what her powers are and everything. But is that Metropolis character? back in the day? Probably. Like I sent you, right? It might be. It might be. But yeah. So Cara and then and, and then well, go ahead. I was just say Kara and uh, John, they make that huge ice wall, but mm-hmm. then at the very end, they're, that ain't, that ain't doing shit for the parasite. He's shit. getting through it. And Lex is getting pissed because he's trying to manipulate uh, uh, Superman to come over and let him out of the pen, right? And Superman's right. not falling for it, and he's getting all pissed. He's trying to, you know, communicating with him. Obviously, he knows that Superman can hear when he's talking basically to himself in jail. So, so obviously, uh, what's going to happen in issue number three, Lex will be out of jail. <laughs> He's gonna have to because his parasite problem is getting so big, and that's he's right. gonna he's gonna say he's the only way that can fix it, right? Mm-hmm, the hunger, exactly. the hunger, the next is called hunger of the super parasite. Pretty good so far for Williamson, you know, DC yeah. book, Donna yeah. DC. So we'll see. Speaking of Williamson, former uh, writer, writer of the Flash. That's right. <clears throat> we have part Flash, six. Baby. Part yeah. six of One Minute War, the penultimate issue of this arc. And I'm definitely yes. excited for this one to end pretty soon here, too. It's been all right. It's been all right. I like I, a lot of kids. I like it. I like, like it. It's a little bit of a it's, battle. I it's, got like a it. super, it's got a Superman action comics feel because these guys are from uh, from somewhere else, right? Because usually the Flash, he's dealing with a bunch of rogues or he's doing stuff that also involves the rest of the Justice League. But this is like by himself. And it's it seems like it's they're aliens pretty much. And I, I've never really seen Barry Allen deal with aliens, right? It's been pretty good so far. This group, I mean, I like they're on top of the building and they're trying to, so they're trying to 
actually add speed to the speed right. force, right? Right. And then what it just them working as a family, right? Yeah, that's 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 the real bass dynamic. With no Wally West available, right? So mm-hmm. the faction. Faction. Well, he ends up. Well, he ends up in like uh, Flash Fantasy or Flash World or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Mhm. That's yeah. where Wally ends up, right? Mhm. Yeah. Well, I'm actually with you on it. I'm actually liking it, but I'm curious and like, how are you going to kind of beat these guys though? They're pretty damn strong. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it should have gone because because I think that's going to be the seventh issue of the arc. I don't think it needed to go seven. Like. It could have ended right here, right? Mm-hmm. So, so obviously with Wally being in Planet Flash, you know. So, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see, sir. Yeah. All right. What are we gonna get into first? I think, oh, Mark, you gonna get into Swamp the, th- huh? Okay. Well, let's, oh, so you want to get into the top five book of the year? Really? Love it, dude. Oh man. Why? So Lemire made himself up for uh, it's, and it's not even Lemire, it's Doug Mankey's his artwork. All three issues were just amazing. Man, you're right though. This one was freaking crazy, Mike. Let him have it, dude. And I mean, you got um, Constantine. You, you have Constantine, Dead Man. You know, he, they go and take a visit to the pretty much the queen of the not the rot, but the um, animal, the red, right? The animal, the animal woman, right? To try to get her help, she doesn't help at first, but obviously, just like an the epic, daughter. you know, yeah, just an op, an epic movie or whatever. Just when you think that Swamp Thing is dead, here comes Animal Woman with all of her different animals that she controls and turns the tide of the battle. But like, just fighting like, the green, yeah, fighting the green. But just look at the freaking cover. Just like the cover itself is just badass, dude. Dude, <laughs> tell tell us like about all, Constantine, like, bro. Constantine pretty much sacrifices himself. Oh right? my. dude, they, like, he's like talking to the devil. That shit was fucking crazy, I know. dude. I know. I'm and telling then he's you, like, I'm telling oh, you, like, who, like, they know what they're doing with these black label books. Dude, that shit was wild. That's wild. Like, that I've, was one of the craziest books. I was like, dude, he's like the devil's all up in his face, and he is like, like making the deal with him, and he's like, if I come back, or that if it doesn't work, you can ha- you have me. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna have you anyway, and dude, that shit was freaking wild. And then Dead Man's right there, and he's like fainting away, and he's like trying to take like a swig of some some right. shit. He's or smoke a, He's trying to smoke the cigarette, right? He's like, like the shit yeah. up for me, you bastard. And just like, yep. I'm like, dude, this shit's fucking wild, dude. I don't think I've missed. A single three-issue prestige-style black label book. They're all good. I, there's a there's a level of of greatness with those books, right? Like the <clears throat> the Constantine story by itself, or like the Superman versus Lobo, kind of on the lower side of of the stories. But they're all worth getting. I think if people are out there listening right now for these black label books, like from it, you know, go to the past. Get these trades of these, you know, because there's just three issues. But as far as bang for your buck, you're paying five bucks for these flash books. These, or no, I'm sorry, four dollars for most of these books. This one is like seven or eight, but it's so worth it. There's, you know, twice as many pages, which, which you're thinking, duh, Mike, you're paying twice as much money, you're getting twice as much pages, duh. But the the, the amount of dialogue, the amount of writing, the amount of time it takes you, it just it, it just feels so much more worth it. And it, because it's black label, they can go a little bit more PG-13 to rated R, like with the with the violence and the content and this, you know, the 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 cursing. Way more rated R. Did you see? 
Mankey's uh, art, dude. I mean, geez, right. gory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it can go there, right? So for more of the adult it aspect, it did go there. Where it's like, oh, hey, sir, stop doing that. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man's gonna get you. No, no, no. It's it goes a lot more with these DC Black Label books. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. And then uh, the daughter with uh, Alec, the daughter, and mm-hmm, dude, just, right. It was just had because you had his daughter, and then you had um, the the you know the protagonist, the guy that's you know with the land and his daughter. Now, obviously, right. she didn't have the mom, so it was like you got these two father figures with their daughters. Obviously, Alec uh, had his 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 wife, whatever, but. It's just a. It was a great story, man. It was crazy. It was crazy in itself, but definitely entertaining, man. Right, and, and then they pretty much take take out the the leaders of the green, right? Mm-hmm. So, What's, um, I mean, go ahead. Well, the main thing for me is it made me miss the <laughs> swamp thing. I think I said it a couple weeks ago. It made me miss the swamp thing show. The show. <laughs> Yeah, they, they canceled they, it, right? Like after canceled. eleven episodes or something. Well, they canceled. They finished the first season, but they canceled it because I because someone someone in accounting made a boo boo and they had like you know x amount of million dollars less than they thought they did. So that was even before the pandemic, huh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's when they were like that's when they were going. They were thinking of making the switch from like the DC Universe because it's on DC Universe app. Mm. It wasn't an HBO Max show. It was DC Universe. So. Yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. So, uh, and now on to the final book of our uh, segment tonight. Another black label. Another is this black label? It's not black label. Oh, is they're it? not. I don't think so. Oh, you're right. They're not. Thought they were. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, All right, Sean. Batman, one bad day, the eighth and final issue of this series. Yes, sir. And none of them disappointed. It's kind of hard it, it, to put to, to make a top eight, right? To kind of rank them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, for me, I kind of. I think Clayface was still probably my number one. You liked that one a lot, didn't still you? Still probably think Clayface is number one, and this is up there though. This is this, this is one is a, really good. This is really good because of course you know there's you know can never go wrong with a little bit of Batman and Robin in it. Come on. You just like I think the dynamics of having Raja Gold being grandpa to this Robin, basically father in law to this Batman, and. Yeah, I think the dynamics of it is like a whole family affair, basically. Then the whole, oh, I'm going to kill you knowing we have the Lazarus Pit, Batman. And then Raja Gold dies knowing we have the Lazarus Pit for you, too. So, yeah, it is pretty badass. But every time he comes back from the Lazarus Pit, it's like, right? They're like shaking up. I mean, Sean knows from the the Arrow show. You know, every time you get put in the Lazarus pit, you might be coming out a different person. You come back an angry person, yeah. Right. But, I mean, and as you're reading some of these stories, it kind of makes you feel sorry for those characters, right? You know, like when you see what what oh, the, like, like the state of Clayface at the end of that issue, it's like, oh, I kind of feel bad for him. And then, like, right here with Rachel Ghoul, yes, he's killing people, but he's killing people for the good of the world, right? Like, I he's trying to save the message. Yeah. You like right. So like, Batman isn't trying to actually stop him from what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. It's 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 very black and white with Batman. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill nobody, even if it's for Sorry. the good, because like, it is for the good. I would let the world explode, and I'm going to figure it out my own way. I just can't let you kill anybody. 
Oh, and he's like, he's so... like, you're just like, you just, you're so blind to like, you know, the mean, like his means do justify an but end. Killing people isn't also this, it, it, you're, that's a good way to describe it. Cause I was reading, it, I was like, oh my God, they're both wrong and they're both right. This is a right. tough one, man. Cause at the end of the day, Rachel Gould is the villain. So how, so how is Batman supposed to believe Rachel Gould when he says, oh, like we have people in place who are going to make the change for positive. How can you believe that? Right. Well, he says so, Tully at the very end is our plan still our plan is still in place isn't like this motherfucker man. <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah but no just an overall good story um, yeah, i mean that shit that was, that was crazy when uh robin had to see uh his dad die right it's just like just man. a freaking sword through the gut that sucks Dude, right. but that's like that's pretty it, big, big, big picture that is badass they go i am done with you bruce <laughs> you're pissing me off mm-hmm. already and of course rachel go would never put a finger or at least hurt his grandson and that was that was cool with his um with like his story you know they left them for dead and then like the wolf came along and you know saved them and he returned Mm -hmm. that favor with that little wolf that was in the cage and then he like killed the dude that had him in the cage and then he took him for years for like 20 years and then the wolf was like passing away and that really affected him and just uh yeah, it was a pretty good story, man. Little, it was really like, good. These are yeah. like deep into like actually like each character, character. got deep into it, bro. Nah, it, mm-hmm. it was badass. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good. And you had a star-studded uh, group of writers too. Very it's really, really sure. good. No, um, you did Tom Taylor, Tom King. Remind yep. me before we go to the next topic of today's fun podcast. I do have one bit of it is news, but it's comic related. So I would actually love to incorporate it right here if it's mm-hmm. okay. Oh, it's okay to say it right now. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, are we done talking about the book? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. good. Go ahead, Sean. Well, it's just while we are talking about the Raja Goal and then Mike uh, snuck in, loving that there is a Batman included in it. I'm actually seeing some Batman news, which, I mean, of course, would catch Mike's attention that in September, just announced at the Megacon Orlando, Mark's favorite Josh Williamson will be coming out with a new series, a new Batman and Robin series. So like a a, a book, right? It's going to be a new comic, yes. Okay. Because he'll be off Superman by then. A new Batman and Robin number one will be uh, released in September from Josh Williamson. And then it's going to be the artist, Simeon DeMeo from Batman and Robin and Lazarus Planet. Okay. Yep. And I'm not seeing any additional details, but I always follow upon, I think it's like two episodes in a row, I follow upon this random news while we're talking comics that almost feels like I need to bring it up. So that book may or may not be in this month's previews then. Because usually, like the day that those previews come out is the day that they announce those new books and and whatnot. Like, oh, on Twitter, hey, you guys just heard the mm-hmm. news. I'm I have a new you know Lobo series or whatever coming out in July. So it that book is probably either in this month's previews or he was allowed to talk about it at this con, and it's going to be exactly. in next month's previews. So mm-hmm. I will say to finish the comic book section, I do have the first appearance of Damian Wayne. There he is, right there. It's um. It, it, it's a big story it's called like son of the dragon or something like that and it's the it's the story of how batman and talia get together and they make damien well that's pretty easy how they make him i mean yeah um, I, th- I think i learned about that in school what uh what so. uh how long ago was it 
I don't know how long Bruce lasts, but Son yeah, of the Demon, nineteen eighty seven. It might have only taken Dang. one time. I actually don't know how many times they did do that, Mark. But mm-hmm. all it son takes of, is once. Son of the Demon, nineteen eighty seven, is Damian e. Wayne, Batman number six six five five. Mm-hmm. Looks That's like right. nineteen eighty seven. You got it. There it yep. is. That's a good year right there. Nineteen eighty seven. It's a good year. Legendary, bro. Two thirds of this podcast was born in nineteen eighty seven. Oh god, who there, man? Mm-hmm. October twentieth and March. And the and 1st. the very, very good Motley Crue album, 1st. Girls, Girls, Girls. So. Girls, 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 girls. <laughs> what song was it that you were born, Mike? Is that what it is? No, no, no. The song the number one the, the, the number one yeah, song. Your mom, yeah, Mike's mom knows this. The number no, the number one song in America, the day I was born, May first, nineteen eighty seven, was uh Cutting Cruise, I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight. All right, I just died in your arms tonight. Straight out of freaking... Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. My sisters, August yeah. 20th, 1996, the number one song in America that day was the Macarena. Um, but I, there's the Macarena. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> the number one song... Oh, wow. The number one song in America, 19... October 20th, 1987, was Bad. From Michael. Michael Jackson. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, pretty good. Yeah, he he was bad. Check mine. <laughs> Jesus, there it is. Uh, Mark, you were October 22nd, 1984. Four. It's probably Thriller, her prince. 84? Yeah. 84. Or foreigner or something. No, foreigner. I, just, I just called to say I love you. I just oh, called by Steve, by, to by say Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, Stevie I Wonder. love you. Oh, that song's hella good too. I like that one too. That's good. <laughs> I just called just to say I love you. <laughs> All right. So obviously I'm the best, but moving on. Because <laughs> nice, you know, nice. Because Stevie Wonder. Never mind. I'm not even. And we all got some goodies though, right there. We all got some goodies. Because I was gonna say, Sean's is a child molester, and then at least my guys can Look see. At him. But anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> you 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 are just so bad. Dude. Yeah. Hey, front of the line opportunities for Disneyland. <laughs> Speaking of. Oh, I saw this cool. Speaking of, this is a new story that's coming out right now, uh, having to involve Harry Potter. One of the funniest memes ever was that they had the cover of the Chamber of Secrets movie where it had like Ron, Hermione, uh, Dobby, and and um, Harry in there. And it, they photoshopped Michael Jackson's face on all the characters, and it was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's funny you bring up Harry Potter because I'm following this new thing on Instagram. I forgot which one it was, but HBO is in the works of coming out with the new Harry Potter series. Wow, Sean, I, just go ahead and take it away. Take away the, the fucking oh, news story. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this is so Harry edit Potter's that TV out. series is <laughs> in talks to HBO Max and Warner Brothers. That's... <laughs> Ooh, there yeah. it is. There it is. But, no, actually, hey, that's 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 good news for me. Like, anything in the Harry Potter, World of Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings and stuff, sometimes it can get a, bit, a, little, a, a little bit too much, but we haven't really seen, besides the... Uh, Fantastic Beast movie. We really haven't seen much else in the Harry Potter universe, so I'm that's pretty cool. So I feel in uh, all of this, we just segued right into our news, guys. That first bit of news is that Harry Potter news, and uh, a little additional news is that Doctor Doom will be in the new Fantastic Four, but will not be the main villain. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay. That's Gosh. actually pretty cool. 
Yeah, not sure who's going to be the main villain, but I just uh, see how they snuck that in today, so that was pretty cool to see. We know how big of a part he'll ha- consume. Uh, I mean, it's just I think like the first bit of news they it'll brought be, in today. It'll be that. interesting to see like whether it's already an established Fantastic Four movie, right, where, where they've already fought Dr. Von Doom mm-hmm. you know, previously to where he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know. I know those guys or Should they go get, to yeah. or they or they're fighting at the current villain and they go to him for some help or some advice or, yeah, yeah, or if something. it's a super, super prequel movie and it's before he becomes Dr. Doom. Mm, that'd be pretty cool. That would be getting the best dynamics. Right, or it's cool. him and Reed Richards actually working together as scientists. Right. So who knows? Um, let's see. You guys saw the two trailers that were just dropped today on Monday, uh, April 3rd, 2023, Blue Beetle and Secret Invasion. Which one are you guys most excited to see? I mean, Secret Invasion, that shit looks dope. That's the one I'm most excited to see because that's the one I haven't seen yet. (laughs) No, I'm talking about the actual – well, you know what? It's different because Blue Beetle is a movie and Secret Invasion is a show. And that's why I think I like I look forward to both of them because what you just said they're two different things. One is a show, so it'll be an ongoing probably little, another one of those little Marvel series. Hopefully they kind of hit a home run with it. Mr. Samuel Jackson can bring some of that, you know, Nick Fury spunk to that show because you know it looks like it's gonna be pretty good based on the trailer. And of course Blue Beetle man, that's you know the main character, one of them that's in Cobra Kai. I know Mike mm-hmm. said he say, I mentioned he hasn't watched it, but. You've no, been it, dying to say that. I've had to, bro. Because <laughs> only the was fourth gonna... time he said it today. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's the first time that the fans have heard me say it. So y'all just zip it. <laughs> but no, it looks pretty cool because I actually like the dynamics of everyone actually knows he's a Blue Beetle. You always wonder, okay, is he one of those like behind the scenes superheroes or is he someone that okay, everyone that's just who the hell he is. Yeah, it looks right. cool. I didn't know much about Blue Beetle until they started talking about making a movie about it. So no, it looks cool. I'll watch yeah. it. Jaime Reyes is the second iteration of Blue Beetle, so he's, he wasn't even – he's actually been a character <clears throat> in the DC universe for a long, long time. Jaime Reyes is a fairly newer character. I think he was made some more time in the 2000s, I think. Cool. So I think no, – for go ahead. No, no, I was going to say for some reason, like I think DC's kind of spot on for like casting who they casted, right? Mm-hmm. With George Lopez in there. <laughs> With his long hair. That's yeah. Cobra Kai. But it's going to – I think it's going to attract people. It's going to – I think – I I'm willing to prove right now that they'll make more money than Shazam. Oh, Abs- yes. absolutely. Yes. Oh. That's the movie I was thinking about when we were talking about pre-production. So I kept thinking for some reason, Ant-Man, I'm like, dude, there's a movie that just came out. I can't put my finger on it. We just talked about it in the last movie. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Shazam's numbers aren't replicating how good a movie is. People just might not know whatever the case may be. And unfortunately, I do have a little bit of like, I hope Blue Beetle does happen. You know, it does better than what I hope it's going to do. Because I just don't know if people exactly just don't know if people really know who Blue Beetle is. But it looks like something pretty badass. Effects look really good. It looks like almost like a little like DC Iron Man per se kind of thing. You see him just blast through the building, go to the top. That's dope, man. And it's so cool. Like I, I like when he was changing, you know, like into the Blue Beetle, the song that was hitting, like like the the hip hop song. It, I felt like I was watching like a Into the Spider Verse, like that yeah, type of yeah. music and that type of feel to it. Just kind of try to grab the young crowd. And for people who don't want to, ha- like, oh my god, I have to watch this, and then after I watch this, I have to watch that. 
we know that the upcoming movies like The Flash and Blue Beetle are not a part of James Gunn's DCU. So if you want to just go see a one-off movie that's going to just blow your socks off or whatever, and you're like, you know what? That was a great movie. Then this this should be your movie, right? And what's funny you bring that up, Michael, because while this movie is not a James Gunn in the you know the whole sphere was coming up there is actually a little news today on comic book news that blue beetle will reportedly be joining james gunn's dcu but it may not be in this movie it may be an introduction but i don't know how to describe it based on like what i'm reading here but he may Hmm. reportedly be at some point in james gunn's dcu reportedly meaning uh depending on how the movie performs (laughs) basically (laughs) How bad is this, though, just to touch on some numbers real quick, because we like numbers on this podcast, but this is pretty bad for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, you know, they're total they're total gross so far. I mean, because I told you, I mean, Blue Beetle's going to attract way more, and they have to because they've only grossed $53 million so far. That's that not Jesus. good. That to put it up against bad. another, put it up against another movie that came out a week or so before it, a couple of weeks before it, the Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania, that a lot of people have had their uh, speculations on, you know, their comments and whatever displeasure on. But $212 million that that one has gross. That's crazy. Cree 3, $148 million. John Cree Wick, $123 million for John Wick. Scream 6, 98 million, and you got Shazam Fury of the Gods sitting at 53. Oh, no, man. One of the I, lowest on the board. It's ugly. It's ugly, I, man. I, I mean, but I said this two weeks ago. It's blind Marvel fandom. And it's they like, released oh my it God, on the, the first the weekend of March out. Madness. I have to automatically go watch it. Go watch it. I have it's, to go watch the, the uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. And then what happens opening weekend? It sucked. What did Alex at TI say? It sucked. But you know what? They all went to go see it either way. It's like right? the damage. It's just I, that's where I think Mark best describes it. It's like a, it's blind numbers, but they are numbers. But it doesn't describe how good the movie is. And then it's like the other side, which is like DC just hasn't been able to build that fan base. Basically, people have been sucked. Way. People have been sucked into this since 2008, since when Iron Man came out. DC has not that's, built that's that. Job, DC though. has not built that yet. And exactly, I even know exactly what it and is. And I even yeah. know if they and I don't know if they will. I hope and I'm predicting so that the Marvel, Flash and Blue Beetle will perform a lot better. Because you know, for a fucking movie that like you have to sorry. remember though, Marvel they built what they were building in 2008 with Iron Man, and then Disney came and swooped them up. So they just like added fuel to the fire that was already growing by no. boasting it up with their revenue and with their you know marketing and everything that they could do for Marvel. Right. So. And obviously like right, we've though, we've had news with we had news last week with Marvel um, basically firing um, Disney actually firing the head of Marvel over there and now they're gonna mix the Marvel into Disney and everything together because um, yeah that, I don't think the Mr. billionaire right the Mr. Israeli and Mr. Mr. Bobby Iger didn't uh, really approve of one of the largest shareholders in um, for Disney and the guy that was running Marvel so. Yeah, Lots I mean, yeah. So they so they get rid of the guy that's sort of in charge of the direction of the story. Hmm. Yeah, but they're not going to get rid of the people in charge of marketing or or advertising because they they did the hell out of that thing, right? Like I told, like I numbers. think I said this last week or two weeks ago. I've seen more ads in my books for Shazam than I saw commercials. 
I barely it's only see right. it's and now I will see it's unbelievable. the movie's out. The movie's out. I don't see commercials for it. That's actually the problem. No. Mike is hella right. I've seen every book, almost every book was at least a Shazam page. I see zero commercials. At least like straight up, it's the marketing like Marvel. They market every Instagram. How many Instagrams are you gonna see oh Blue Beetle movie coming out, Shazam movie coming out? Dude, Avengers movie came they out. They market dude. good to children also. And that's where the Disney aspect came. They have Who gave to a do- damn about the Avengers? The kids didn't, not as much as us, right? Once Marvel took over, the kids yeah. are all about the Avengers now, man. Right. So. And they have to do something. They have to make a movie. They have to do something to suck people in to to justify saying, okay, I'm going to go to one movie this month. Which one am I going to do? Am I going to do Shazam or am yeah, I going to do yeah, yeah. Ant-Man Quantumania? I'm going to go to Ant-Man Quantumania because I have to because I've watched the other freaking 26 That's movies and it watched the that. other five or six shows on Disney+. Plus. I'm already in there. They've established you know, it. Right? Yeah. But then you also have people, like I was saying a couple weeks ago, that you know they just – I don't want to go spend 15 bucks just for myself. Like I'm going to wait the 60 or 90 days until it comes out in Disney Plus or HBO Max. I'm already paying enough money as it is monthly for this, you know, in the down economy. I, you know, released these movies 10 years ago in the peak of this whole Marvel universe, right? All the all these movies make more because more people are going COVID. COVID didn't really Mm -hmm. COVID killed COVID killed it. I'm going to say it. COVID killed the movie experience. 90 percent of people who are going at least once a month go maybe twice a year now. Maybe. And, the, and the, 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 the prices are even higher now. So good oh, luck. Dude, they're hella right. expensive. You better go on a Tuesday. I mean, yes, we have cases. So, of course, that's probably the main reason. But oh, straight up, bro, me and Marissa, that was like if we have something we can like, go do. Oh, that was a hot. Like, we love going to movies. Like, it's hella expensive now, bro. And then what they made oh this movie didn't do too good so black panther will be on in two months oh this didn't do too good this movie's gonna be on in one month like but i mean like i said uh scream six creed three john wick chapter four doing good so it's not it's not so much of a it's not so much of a theater movie thing so much right now for it's just shazam just ain't it it just why but why? Yeah, Shazam's yeah, probably not, not a bad movie. It's not why? it, my boy, because they that, saw the first one. The first one wasn't what they thought it was going to be or as good as they wanted it to be. So you're not going to see the second one. People are so people can't be pleased anymore. They can't. Bro. First Shazam was fine to me. I saw Shazam on the big screen for the first time. Was would never be able to see that since he was Captain Marvel. What if the same in like exact thirties or forties? Before it was even a DC Comics, it was just, um, no one knows who it is, and they just don't was. market enough, and it's just oh, it's just true. This DC it goes into like I think Mike, it's true, bro. Like you're Marvel, oh, oh, Ant Man, oh, pff, I, I gotta watch that. I have to watch that. I've watched all the other stuff, and they kind of he was in freaking the Avengers. That guy, I gotta watch that. Like but what? He, a, same movie, Shazam, same movie, but released by Marvel. How much does it make? Three hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> Easy. 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 Wow. Bro, Easily. If, it, fast, if bro. they fly it under a Marvel ban- banner, five times the amount of money. Easily. Marvel can shit the bed for the next two or three, ep- whatever, universe called this little stage or the hell Phases. Shit Phases. You'll call it whatever you want to call it, bro. Like, dude, they've done the dude. That's Disney's cash cow since they bought it. Bro, them. forget it, bro. It's, it's wild, bro. Yeah. 
I mean, what are you going to do? Put a bunch of like DC characters at, at what Magic Mountain? <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, six. Oh, hey, welcome to Six Flags. Here's Bugs Bunny and Batman. Like, no, it's like they it's it's they, they do it so well. And I commend them for that, like with the Avengers campus and stuff. It's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go see Mickey Mouse, and I can see Lightning McQueen, and then I'm going to go see Black Panther in the same day. Hell yeah. I get Marvel, Pixar, and Disney, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Nothing. They got the game on lock, man. Monopolizing that shit, bro. They even had ESPN Zone, Do not pass go. Collect $200. (laughs) Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. (laughs) That's what they doing. Yes, yes. Speaking of Ant-Man and Quantumania, uh... You know, and and of course, see, this is the thing, too. Keep it going, Mike. Keep it going, Mike. Mike's hating right now. Like when you're on Twitter and you're seeing like a Marvel versus DC kind of argument, you might it, this might as well be a Biden versus Trump thing. Like, Jesus Christ, these people are like so like, you know, like, oh, God. Go, Mike. Go, Mike. I love it. Jonathan Majors, who plays Kang the Conqueror. In, oh, dude, he was so good in Creed. I watched Creed number three last night. Just oh, really? Oh, you know, he was, dude, you know, he was arrested, dope. right? Dude, oh, some, so girl try, some girl trying to ruin his freaking life, though. I heard there's like text messages. The did nothing wrong. So nothing. Oh, wrong. that guy. So he's so he was arrested for like strangulation. Oh, so what did he actually do? Get caught? Actually, did, did you have? And I'm hoping like so, so, so he was arrested in New York City for like attempt. You know, so yes. uh, like uh, allegedly, of course, it's always allegedly at first strangulation, harassment, and assault. So it's like, you know, but 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 you're saying that it, it didn't happen. I heard this like text message. No, 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 no. I'm, again, hey, if he did it, I'm like, I make that perfectly clear too. So no one's hating. If he did it, hey, you give him the freaking ropes. Give him whatever in the hell you're gonna do to again. the fullest extent of the law. Hundred percent, bro. But at the same time, I always had that like, let's just not go burn his career because he just Creed is what got him big time recently. That's the big movie that came out, number one movie, whatever in the hell it was. The short scene it was on, and. Of course, he had the Ant-Man that came out, King the Conqueror. Rumor is he's going to be in all the, you know, the upcoming Avengers whoop-de-whoop. And then I guess there's like hella text messages right now on just like the girl like kind of opening up to ruin his career. Mm. But on the okay. flip side, I'm like, hey, if you did it, bro, they're to trying the to full Andrew, extent they, of the law. I'm like, just like, well, that's what I'm saying. Timing. Like it, it's crickets. It's crickets from the media for this guy. But but Ezra but Ezra Ezra Miller he jaywalks and it's like oh my god get this guy out of here. But he didn't just jaywalk. Let's just be perfectly clear about that one. I know. And I there's know. and there's very clear cut of what he did. That's I know. Only one percent I'll have that. And I won't no, make it a DC Marvel thing. But that's what I'm. There's Hawaiian cameras with all the footage <laughs> on it. <laughs> right. No. No. I know. I know. But there's he no actually, doubt. Yes. If this guy did it, then yes, you put this guy to the freaking poster boards and you we'll freaking make happens. him look bad. We'll I'm, I'm with you on yeah, that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. He's Sean's <laughs> all for the public lashings. Okay, geez. Yeah, public lashings, bro. But at the same time, just the Freaking reality. Freaking tar and feather his ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just the idea of just like at the end of the day, like these kind of things. Like this guy, oh, he freaking jaywalked. He'll slap his wrist and call him Billy. But if this guy goes and strangles somebody, a woman, freaking uh, anything right. wrong, hell yeah. Like you deserve to freaking face the law. Your celebrity status right. shouldn't get you away with anything, bro. Don't give a damn what movies you had come out. You are still a human being. You got to, you know, judge and jury, bro. We'll see. <laughs> Mike All right. Is 
You guys My gang else? sold at all. <laughs> what, Strangulation, yeah, manipulation, and reputation. What else? Masturbation. Mike named off hell of shit. Masturbation, whatever. Manipulation. Oh, so you going to be in Hatman 4? Menstruation. What did he do? He did it all. <laughs> Menstruation. Well, nowadays, some shit might. Oof. Anyways, um, so I do have an announcement to make. Um, oh, it's boy. been kind of a long time coming, but – uh, first of all, thank you so much to to he's been on the show twice, but Mr. Victor Dandridge, I will announce that the ten copies of Kindergartians are here, folks. They're here. If you're, if you're here. watching on YouTube right now, so they are here. And I I would probably say that us three probably get a copy. And so coming up soon, this is not a late April Fool's joke. We are gonna have a Another giveaway by the end of this month. I still haven't figured out how many of these Alex Ross covers I want to give away. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> oh, Easy. speaking of the har- harasser. Look at him. There Look he is. Him. Look at him. Harasser. She's <laughs> speaking of the, the strangulator. Look at him. Central Park strangulator. <laughs> already has a name for him. <laughs> yep, already. Mike's already making the Netflix donkey on them. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm sending all my content to Barstool. I got you. I got you. I got you. Little whooper snapper. All right. But anyway, so I will announce the date of the, you know, like you'll see it on Instagram or whatever, but we'll be giving away a couple copies of the Kindergartians. I have a couple of those Alex Ross covers, and then I think I have like six or eight other number ones. It's going to be our biggest giveaway yet. And of course, we're just going to have to follow the same rules. But I think we're going to go ahead and put it across the platforms. We're going to say you get an entry for YouTube. You get an entry for a follow on Twitter and on Instagram. So just stay tuned, folks. But that's it for 182 for me, unless you guys got something else. If not, take us away. You know, it's 1158. That's when the freaks come out. And this episode has been super, super fun with my brothers, man. Oh, man, it was good. Just vibing tonight, hanging out with you guys. Just coming off the national championship for the NCAA tournament. And obviously the women yesterday, big kudos to LSU. I know we didn't mention them, but hey, you can't see me bust that ring. Hey, you know what? They did what they were supposed to do. But a fun episode. And what Mike said, man, happy anniversary to us. This is the one time we can have that one one second of just us. Like, this is what we do, man. Like, congrats, man. Because, shoot, when Mike kind of threw that, you know, that fact out, like, it's true. It's so easy to just like, uh, we'll take a month off and it ends up being a year and you never see it again. And we're four years strong, guys, and we just getting started. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing. And the fans just keep supporting us, man. This is just free, fun content. If you can name another podcast that collides the worlds of sports and comics, and please do. I look forward to it. Crickets. I haven't heard it yet. So just keep supporting us, guys. We love it. Uh, hopefully, our boy from Belgium is still supporting us. I'm still trying to find out who that guy is because he is a freaking just weekly supporter for damn sure. And again, man, look out for us in two weeks. And in between now and then, I know Mike, myself, and Mark are going to keep you know getting on the content with you guys through social media. And hey, we love you guys. That's right. That's right. We love you guys. And it's always a surprise and you never know what you're going to get on 182. It's over. But thank you guys. Thank you fans for always tuning in, always following us, always helping us with creating this content and, uh, you know, being live for you guys and, 
you know, lively at midnight as the clock just struck. But it is Tuesday here on the West Coast now, so we're going to let you go. But if you guys want to follow us, as always, at the Comic Bookies on Twitter, on Instagram, on all social media. If you guys want to send us an email, thecomicbookies at gmail.com. That is where you can get in touch with us. Like Mike said, we always got a bunch of giveaways to give away. We always got new stuff, new, you know, endeavors that we want to do with you guys so keep connecting with us keep letting us know what's good what's bad but like sean said ain't no one else gonna do it like we ain't nobody does it better little nate dog man so uh r.i.p baby r.i.p to the big nate so thank you guys and this has been the comic bookies podcast 182 we love you Yes, sir. Thanks, gentlemen, again, for another great four years of this show. Can't wait for the next four. Uh, but as far as the stats are concerned, for the last uh, couple episodes of the podcast, still s- sitting atop of the United States leaderboard is the San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose Bay Area. Phoenix, Arizona jumps into the second spot with Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto. My hood out here is number three. Orlando, Daytona Beach, number four. Boston, Massachusetts, Houston, L.A., Vegas, Roanoke, and Lynchburg, Virginia. Comes into the top ten with uh, Washington, D.C. Rounding at the top ten. But for Mark and Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 182. Catch us here live on YouTube every other week during the non-football season. And every single week during the football season, we're also on wherever you get your podcasts. But thank you so much. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics. And enjoy the hell out of each other. See you in two weeks. Peace. Peace and always enjoy each other. Congratulations to UConn. Congratulations to LSU. And this weekend, a tradition like none other. I can hear the birds in the background. Vance's voice as I speak right now. Let's go, baby. The Masters. Peace out. We love you.